Hello, and welcome to Natural 20 Proof, hosted by Anchor FM and Owl Beer Productions. I'm Alex Martin, but in honor, I play Sars Bittermall. Join us every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash nat20proof to join our adventures and shenanigans. Now, let's roll on in. I'm itching for a fight. <laughs> welcome to Natural 20 Proof, the show that exists because friends are good, drinks are honestly not better. I flipped those, whatever and the dice gods own our souls. So, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out first and foremost to Sirenscape. We're using their online web player today. I can construct all kinds of great sound sets, samples, and what have you to suit any mood or any vibe, whether it be an interstellar galactic adventure or a deep delve into the Underdark to go fight an Aboleth or something. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the McMinnville Mead Hall up in the North Willamette Valley of Oregon. So if you're in the area, make sure to come check us out. We serve all manner of fermented honey beverages, whether those are sparkling, kind of more uh, cider-like drinks, all the way up to super intense 19% Danish meads coming from overseas. So if you're in the area, make sure to come swing by here. Uh, we actually also rent this space. So if you're so inclined to bring your D&D game into our studio, you could literally come on over and uh, schedule a time to make that happen. It's pretty great. This table's awesome. Um, Got to give a huge shout out to the team for putting it together here because holy moly, specifically Harriet Nolan here. Oh my gosh, yeah. the amount of work they put in is just unreal. So uh, yeah, if you're around, make sure to come check that out. I also want to say, hey, uh, if you're watching on Twitch, make sure, to hit, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Or at least hit it, give us a like. It really helps out a lot for all of our, uh, you know, the progress of the stream and getting more and more people hopping on and enjoying our adventures with us. Um, oh, one last thing. I do want to make a big statement about masks. We're not currently wearing masks for the show. We are all very closely, we're a very closely knit group. We spend a lot of time together just generally, but anytime outside this group, we are all masked up, ready to rumble. It's a really important thing to do right now so that we can get life back to normal as soon as possible. So please wear your masks, help keep things from spreading around. Be safe, be responsible, and be considerate. All right, and anything that I may have missed? I think that's it. Awesome, awesome. In Let's that hit case. people with an axe. Huh? Let's hit people with an axe. Let's hit people with axes. I'd rather shoot them. Both I can't lift an axe. Ethereal <laughs> celestial axes and or normal axes. I can teach you. <laughs> Wonderful. So without further ado, we are going to roll on in. So. And we are back, everybody. Sorry about the delay there. It turns out that I managed to overwrite happy mission music with, you know, badass uh, bagpipe metal. So, you shout know. Out to, shout it, out to Enter happened. the Haggis. Shout out to Enter that. I was hoping to save that for yeah. a certain epic moment, but that's fine. You get a little preview. It's awesome. They're great. They sound good. Honestly, I wouldn't mind just letting them roll, but uh, I want to save that for, uh, you know, those dramatic scenes in which they will be best represented. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> back into the recap. Last time our party entered into the stormy town of Quain on the far western coast of Honor, where they encountered an individual named Cadius, Cadius LaRue, who is a Savoyan who managed to establish trade relationships with the Yuan-Ti, which are a serpentine race of people who exist beneath the fathom dark isles far to the northwest. 
It's hard to establish trade relations with them as they are fairly secretive and even more reclusive. However, he, over a long period of time, managed to make that happen and was returning on his second voyage when he was gifted a strange lantern containing the eye of a loth, which allows the bearer to see within even the darkest of magical darkness, or whether that be at the bottom of the ocean or in the depths of uh, some enchanter's lair who sets up a darkness trap or something. I can't imagine where that might come up. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. The unfortunate side effect of that is that supposedly those who carry a loft lantern are then targeted by this race of fish people that exist far beneath the seas. And sure enough, upon returning to port in Quain, many of Cadius's crew was beginning to disappear, whether that be off of the boat itself or out of the inn from the very beds. The party agreed to help solve this mystery, to go down to the docks and perform a stakeout and try and see if they could apprehend these loth in the, in the act. However, instead of finding fish people, they were attacked by two enormous elder octopi who uh, put up a pretty good fight, very nearly destroying the party. However, you did manage to kill them and uh, drag their bodies up onto the docks. The dockmaster arrived and was pretty darn impressed at your accomplishment here. These apparently had been menacing the Quain sort of harbor here for many years at this point, and you guys defeating them has really freed up a lot of, it's made this whole area a lot safer. However, he did say there's no way Loth would be coming in here with those Elder Octopi guarding it. They're very territorial and would have been attacking anything that might have been coming through the darkness. So you instead decided to investigate the ship and see what you could find. After some excellent detective work going around, especially on the part of Kaz, you managed to find a note in the first mate, in first mate Fiora's bed, uh, which was presenting her an offer from a rival Savoyan who was the only other Savoyan in the area with trade relations with the Yuanti, saying that if anything unfortunate were to befall, Cadius's crew, then she would have a place on his crew. So, that of course casted some suspicions, and upon finding a few other pieces of weaponry and other clues that would that led you to suspect her, you headed back to the inn and confronted her, keeping her in isolation while the rest of you went out to search for her latest victim. Half the party went into the darkness to hunt around for uh, Johan, while the other half stuck around to guard her, whereupon she, of course, attacked and attempted to break free. Unfortunately, she was not prepared for the ground and pound. <laughs> this nobody new, ever is. Nobody <laughs> ever is. This new maneuver that this party will swiftly make famous. She was defeated pretty easily, um, falling finally to an axe thrown by nobody, straight to the center of the back there. I was lucky. Yeah, I mean, I mean oh boy. Totally practice. <laughs> I've seen people do this. Um, the rest of the party managed to 
rescue Johan on his uh, dying in his dying gas after he'd been apparently stabbed and tossed off of a storm wall uh, down into some lower rock formations after giving quite the fright to the sailors searching for him with a number of giant spiders and fireballs descending from the sky oh, like you do one giant spider. just one giant spider that's, that's true you know we we're averaging it out there's probably about 15 spiders 15 fireballs <laughs> So, you return to the inn and, of course, managed to prove Fiora's guilt uh, in a fairly short order, really. Y'all y'all knocked that one out of the park. And some of you have now returned to bed, either gone to, well, gone to bed, gone to retrieve some drinks, or uh, potentially waiting for the uh, Rosewell representative. Um, uh, to come out here and pick up Fiora to be taken to the Quain guardhouse for imprisonment. And that is where we left off. I did return that Yes, right. So, um, Edlin did return to the ship where he did manage to purloin a couple of goods and smuggle them within an octopus, like you do. Um, so... He returned the goods, though. He did return the goods. So, Edlin, Edlin did return, um, head back to the ship and put the scimitar back, uh, there's no one really there at this point. Everyone seems to be out, so you pretty easily managed to get down there and drop that scimitar off. Now, what are the rest of you doing again? Just kind of getting back to it. Who is going to bed at this point? Kaz is asleep. Perfect. Uh, I'm doing a couple things, long rest actions. Let me know when you're ready for them. Okay, cool. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so Kaz is going to sleep. You said uh, Saurus is going to sleep? Already unconscious. Saurus is out. Um, he made it like halfway onto the bed before he got pulled. Oh yeah, with a half, half, half spilled, well, quarter spilled, I guess. I finished <laughs> half a pint, spilled half of that half, and then he took the rest Got it. <laughs> and rescued it. I would hate it to go to waste. Okay. All right. I'm hanging out in the room with Fiora. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Penny? I'll hang out with nobody as well, just waiting for the uh, family to come in. And... Okay, sounds good. You're dropping out the scimitar, Kaz is asleep, Hillary. I put you on to sleep, and then uh, once he's out, I'll be reading to him uh, our adventures from a journal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> once he was out, I sat on the floor next to his bed, leaned against the wall with my axe across my knees and went to sleep. Okay, sounds good. So currently, Penny and Nobody are the only one, or let's actually talk, Desmond, what are you doing for your uh, your long rest actions? Uh, I was just going to use my, um, are, are you familiar with the ones I've got in my kit? Not entirely, to be honest. Okay. Let right. me uh, um, take a look here. The, the infusions? Not the infusions, but the, uh, oh, my uh, elixir. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, you're that kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and jump over here really quick so I can see your So I, I, I actually forgot to talk to you about yes. a couple things I want to cover. <laughs> special rules that maybe, that, that they would be harmful to me. I don't see why you would want to, or I don't see why you would say no to them. Okay. <laughs> Making a lot of assumptions here, buddy. No, go ahead. What's, uh, do we do we want to speak on camera for this, or is uh, that all right? We could. I mean, it's just, uh, so normally you would roll uh, for, the, um, for the thing mm-hmm. to see which one it is. Uh, I kind of don't want to know. Okay. Oh. Sure. Okay. I love it. Okay. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Oh. 
Nice. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, start following you around. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Helen so, kind of Helen kind of starts away and goes, "I'm suddenly nervous and I do not know why." <laughs> oh my gosh. Penny just got real excited and she doesn't know why. Between Desmond, <laughs> yeah, between Desmond and Penny, this is gonna get weird. Okay. Um, I'd like um, to be able to figure it out, and that's the kind of thing I'd like to work with you on how we how we manage that. Okay, so you want me to roll for your... Uh... Uh, yeah, and then like define a color or something. I don't know. <laughs> define a color. Okay, Ooh, this there. is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, give me, give, me, give me one second here. Reminds you of 90s commercialized cereal products. <laughs> like what color's the potion or whatever when I'm done with it or something. No, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I just need to uh, go here and make sure I know what I'm doing for this. Because this, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. You ever put okay. a bag of holding inside of another bag of holding? It's a potion of that. All right. <laughs> we just create a black hole game. Hey, that was fun, guys. <laughs> so, as you kind of sit, do you want to describe this process of how you go about creating this item? Uh, well, with all the flowers and, and, and uh, uh, well, herbs and herbs and flowers that we had gotten earlier, and just random things that I've been that I could find laying around. If there's like flowers in the windowsill or something, I'll be plucking petals and stuff, and just like whatever, you know, pulling the pulling the sole off of an old boot or something to cut off pieces of leather, uh-huh. stuff like that, or or to to scrape off some of the glue that held it on or something like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, so so I'm running around like just. Scrounging around in the room, just digging through pieces and grabbing bits of pieces. <laughs> Giant dust bunny. Like I don't care who owns. You find it a either. random gland oh, in the octopus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. Desmond, that's <laughs> stealing. It's, well, then, like, it's that's dead. Stealing. I mean, like uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as as long as I can put it back and it still works, I don't mind. Scratch your way up with a squeaky shoe and be like. You just take a little sample ah, here yeah, and there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Lots of random scrapings. <laughs> Perfect. So you just constantly stepping funny. Oh boy. All right. Um, so, Sars is like, why does my armpit itch? He took some of his sweat there. It's great. It's um, all fine. It's all fine. But if I didn't have Alembic tools or anything like that, I spend an hour creating them out of whatever's around. <laughs> it's like a. Hmm. So it's a little, it's a little awkward. You do a real janky alembic situation with a piece of sort of draped leather with one beaker boiling on one side. The condensation comes up, beads on the leather, rolls down, and drips into the other, uh, into the other beaker. Probably super unhealthy, but it seems to be doing something. And you do manage to distill down a odd, almost minty smelling liquid with kind of a greenish blue color to it. Oh man, I have to keep track of these now. (laughs) I'll I'll Uh, keep track of the ones, yeah, we'll we'll work with it. We'll come up with it. Ooh, green blue. This between this and like, hey, you needing all different spell names for all of his stuff. You're just, you're just so great, Nolan. This is gonna be great. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm, here, I'm, I'm, pers- I'm creating a Google Doc specifically for freaking Desmond right now. There, there's only six options. It shouldn't be too bad. That's. <laughs> it's just a diary today. Famous last words, my friend. Although make, make me more than six if you want. 
Not enough of these have explosive results. Uh, <laughs> clearly, we need to do something about that. <laughs> so, you have a minty smelling blue green beverage. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll uh, tuck that away. I'm, uh, somewhere in my in the inside of my duster, uh, probably on the right hand side here, I've got a little uh, slots for a bunch of vials and things like that. Okay. So, are you mm -hmm, doing that mm -hmm. in the same room that Fiona was? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in that room. That's where I was sleeping. All right. Nobody, what is he doing? doing? <laughs> He's done this before, no, it was but out. not as poorly. <laughs> I, I don't think you're supposed to, I don't know, I've never done it before, but I don't think you're supposed to use leather for that. Doesn't that, like, absorb uh, the liquid? It's treated. Yeah? It's oil leather. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's slicked with a bit of uh, chemical to keep it from absorbing anything I don't want it to. And then uh, it's actually, yeah, it's quite resilient actually. Well, certainly you found this in Quain, which is a very rain-saturated town. And the general wardrobe of most of the people here tends to run, tends to use this kind of waterproof leather that has been treated in such a way that it does not absorb moisture. Wow, I've, I've never seen that. We just usually use the like, normal foliage of trees to make sure we're covered. Hmm. Huh. Well, I'm not, not quite sure exactly what this thing is going to do, but uh, I'm willing to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it smells nice. Some of you may die, but that is a risk I am willing to take. Beautiful. I suppose if I don't drink it, I can use it as cologne. Oh <laughs> That's true. Or, or you could put that in the little, the little pocket in your mask, so it smells like that all the time. Maybe I could just soak a bit of cloth or something. Maybe the same kind of cloth that I made for uh, for Kide. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, I was a bit distracted. What were you saying? Boy, that sounds a lot like a DM make having regrets suddenly. Oh man, I'm sorry. Boy. Took me a second. Super absorbent, super absorbent cloth combined with potions. This is fine. <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong. Mm -hmm. I can't give you I anything. I painkillers. Why I can't have nice things. Why <laughs> we can't have nice things. That's true. That is accurate. All right. Um, so you're doing this kind of during slash after a long rest. So this consumes your long rest. You're currently sleeping. Um, going over to the room with nobody and Penny. You hang out for a fairly short interval of time. It doesn't take too long before you hear, where is this dastardly nobody? Where, my goodness. And you hear this kind of mumbling and these like large footfalls of a very heavy individual approaching through the inn before the door is opened by a couple of guardsmen, one of which immediately enters the room and posts up next to the door, the other of whom is holding the door open for one of the largest half-elves you have ever seen in your life. You know, half-elves usually run more of this kind of, you know, liary, wiry, kind of live, liary, uh, like build. This, this guy is thick. Thick with two C's. <laughs> he walks through, he has to turn sideways to get through the door. Could he fit in a rowboat? He could fit in a rowboat, probably. He still float. The rowboat would float him, but it would be sitting pretty low in the water. 
Would his shoulders ridiculously go outside the edge of the rowboat and he has to row like this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> T-Rex style there. <laughs> Although you probably guess by the size of this guy's shoulders and biceps that he just rows like this. <laughs> okay. Steps in, takes a look down. Ha-ha! Well, here's this representative of scum and villainy. Ah, take her away, boys. We have no time for such filth here in Quain. <laughs> and you two, I understand you may be part of the party that had apprehended this one. Looking towards both of you, and Desmond just collapsed on the floor there and over his potion. Yes, I'm sorry, I was just... I can't stop looking at her face. It's like beneath that first... Huh. Beneath that smug face, there's another smaller smug face. <laughs> and I just can't get it out of my head. Oh. You'll have the soul of a poet there, my friend. My goodness. Are you time you're talking about Fiora right yeah. here? <laughs> he kind of like looks over and like looks at her face. Can't say I've ever seen a smug within a smug, but if ever there was one, she looks like she'd have it. Take that one down, by the way. And you now, for the first time, can see this small uh, halfling woman wandering in. She's got this braided uh, hair, black hair, coming down, kind of coiled down her back, wearing fairly fine cloth attire, mostly shades of green and burgundy, uh, with some tight leather trousers there, and she's riding in town. Mm, yes, that would go well with kind of a da-da-da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. Mm. And she's and she's writing things down in a little notebook. I expect to hear that one tomorrow morning. All right. So, and she he reaches one huge hand down, grabs Fiora up by the scruff of her neck, and just hands her one handed over to the guards there. They kind of like she's currently unconscious <laughs> and tied up, so it isn't terribly difficult. Um, they kind of grab her and oh boy, and start to haul her out of the room. Hmm. All right, well, they'll take care of that, no worries. However, I did want to introduce myself. I'm Larian Rosewell, and uh, naturally you've done a great service for Quain and uh, merchants therein. So, uh, where are the rest of your companions? They're asleep. Hmm. It's been a real long day. I can imagine. We, we, we fought some some octopus who weren't very happy with us being on the docks, and then and then we helped with Yara and finding Johan, so we kind of split for that. But we got back together, and they're real tired. You fought the octopi, and you're still alive. Yeah, it tastes real good. No, we didn't eat them, didn't we? Well, that's tremendous. You killed one. Two. Whoa! I'm sorry. Don't don't be sorry. That's 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 an act worthy of sorry. Take that one down too. My good. What what do you call yourselves? Clan Destiny. Need some work. However, <laughs> come up with something a little more concrete, and I'll be sure to make sure my minstrel makes a epic ballad for the ages for all of you. My God. It, Allow, allow me to do, uh, uh, do me the honor of coming to the keep tomorrow morning to have breakfast. Where I must that? show you, I'm sorry. Where is that? Oh, uh, well, Keep Rosewell, it's, you can't miss it. A little bit uh, towards the 
southwestern side of town there. You'll see the large palisades and you'll probably smell the baths as you're approaching. So, uh, please, by all means, uh, come sup with me, or come have brex breakfast with me and I'll give you a tour around the keep. I'd be very curious to hear what adventures you've been up to if you're capable of defeating uh, Bison and Caldwheel. They had names? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel terrible. Don't feel sorry. Those names are not good. I mean, they're they're cool. That's why they're like <laughs> they are. They are very cool names. Yeah, I mean, they're giant octopus. They're pretty awesome. But at the same time, the whole point's to kill monsters, and you just killed two of the worst ones around here. <laughs> so, please, by all means, come to the keep tomorrow morning and uh, tell me all about your uh, your epic battle, and uh, I'll have a breakfast waiting for you. All right. All right. Um. Um. Edlin really likes weird meat with sweet things. Who's Edlin? One of the party members. Weird meat with sweet things. Yeah, I don't know. Every time, every time they have breakfast, it's like I don't know, a Danish or a, a sweet muffin cupcake with like fish. He brings one large hand up and starts to kind of twirl the edge of his golden blonde mustache there. Mm. Like ferrets eat. Or elves. Do ferrets eat? I'm not really sure. Mm. <laughs> ferrets I'm an elf are, and I we'll eat that. Hmm. And anyway, um, I, I just, if, if you were taking requests, I, I know that they, they like that. Hmm. Well, I'm certain we can accommodate that. We've got plenty of weird meat lying around, I suppose. Um, <laughs> That's what you want to hear. How many cats? We have too many cats, right? <laughs> Turns towards one of the guards. We have too many cats, right? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, we have exactly the right number of cats, sir. <laughs> Got you. Anyway, uh, uh, absolutely, some kind of smoked fish of some sorts. Uh, ooh, we have an excellent pickled herring. Okay. All right. Well, then I will make sure that is on the spread tomorrow. Any other requests for you? Wine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do we have wine? Or Bloody Marys, or <laughs> mimosas, or all of those. What's a mimosa? I don't know what's a mimosa with you. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title, right I'm calling it right now. Got him. Got him. What's in the book? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And so I will just have the cooks combine random things and you can drink it. All right. Okay. I think it's got oranges in it. Oranges? All right. It's we, got all in it. We and maybe cockatrice venom. Generally come from a little further south of cockatrice venom. I don't know, maybe. I'm just guessing. I hear that's unhealthy. <laughs> but very refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, if you say so, like then... exfoliating the inside of your face. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you find the smaller face inside? Maybe. Oh, all right. Maybe. <laughs> There's a long pause at this. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you tomorrow. 
Yes. Well, uh, I have to see to this one. And she emotions towards Fiora. So, uh, be there. Hmm. Not the crack of dawn. I'm definitely not awake then. But uh, call it a couple hours. A couple hours until noon, and we'll have an excellent breakfast of it. Oh, it's brunch. All right. I love it. Excellent. All right. Well, once again, congratulations, and I'll see you on the morrow. Bye, Lyra. Sleep soundly. He inclines his head to you, turns, and <laughs> and heads on out of the inn. So I think he's a half elf, but I'm not sure if he's half Goliath or what. Did he actually mention his name? Yeah. He was... said he was Lyron Rosewell. Ah, I was thinking about that smug face. Oh. <laughs> yeah. smug face. It's all gone now. No. Well. I didn't see that. Half elf that big for a long time. But you've seen one that big before? Maybe not that big, but uh, big enough. I mean, uh, some 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 of the members of my family were quite large. Oh. It's a big person. And with that, the evening starts to wind down. <laughs> Any last minute inputs before the end of the night? Hmm. We have. Two rooms still? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess we took over the other room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're kind of all over the three rooms here. It looks like the crew members, Caddius's crew, have started to head back down towards the docks, possibly to reconvene with their ship and check in on what may or may not still be there. Um, and what? We can't even get an extra gold. You're fine. It's fine. Just want to make sure you remember that. <laughs> I, I, I do remember that. You're all you're all good. Guys, just want right to make sure we're not leaving that kind of name around us. Mm -hmm. True. Oops, that doesn't work. Nope. I'm still getting used to the new uh, volume editing format. Go away. Ah, I hate these. Okay, anyway. So, as the evening begins to wind down, you find your way back to whatever sleeping space is still currently available. Um, I start breaking down the giant octopus uh, and setting it up into rations. Okay. Nice. Excellent. All right, you get... You get eight days worth of rations for one person. Nice. Uh, I guess I, like, dry it out or something, hang it to dry Okay. overnight or whatever. I mean, it was pretty well smoked, too. It was, like, roasted, but that dried out most of the moisture in the process as well. And then you hang it up to dry, and that sort of cures it overnight. I mean, really, octopi are mostly water, I believe, so this thing <laughs> shrunk down to, like, one-fifth of its original size. They're at least 75% water. Mm. They just kind of become jerky. Oh. <laughs> I think they're more than that. Like a human's almost 75% more. Um, all right. Penny, anything you'll, uh, any last minute stuff for the night? No. She just sits there, sees people sleeping, gets frustrated, <laughs> draws. Oh, right. That's right. You. You meditate. <laughs> I, I meditate. Yeah. I draw. Uh-huh. Okay. There Sounds good. There is a mysterious potion in my jacket pocket. <laughs> is this a drink or anything? That is a drink. 
All right, no, so Desmond, no. you completed your potion and you're settling in. Are you taking the potion or are you just leaving uh, it there for now? I'm just gonna leave it there for now. And, uh... Desmond, that's stealing. I wouldn't take that from you. <laughs> are, are you talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? Don't talk to me. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll just leave it there for the moment. Um, let's see. Yeah. I won't, I won't touch it for, for the rest of the night. Okay, sounds good. The night passes, blessedly, go ahead. Oh, as I stayed down at the ship, curled up in terraform under the gangplank, meditating until the crew starts to show up at which point as I'm just going to jump out. Who goes there? Okay. Guarding the ship. Pretending to guard the ship anyway. Oh, alright. Oh, you're the, uh, you're the, the, the elfie one, right? Yes, who are you? Yeah, uh, well, Cadius. Oh, Cadius, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was going, I was watching the ship since we didn't want anything to disappear off it. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, well, we're here now. Um, we're gonna go ahead and set up a watch of our own now that we know uh, where folks have been disappearing to. Keith. Yeah, appreciate your help in all this, by the way. Uh, what a, Johan would have been lost if not for you. Yes, well, happy we could be of assistance. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, appreciate it. And uh, anytime you want to talk about any wares or whatnot, then uh, you just let me know. We got the discount going for you, so uh, we can definitely set you up. Okay, well, in the morning, if that's all right, I'd like to come down and speak to you about some of your weapons. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be here. Uh, I mean, I can come back up to the end as well, if you like. Oh, I'll come down. It's no problem. All right, well... Uh, yeah, me and, me and the boys are kind of, we're bushed, so uh, I think we're going to go ahead and turn in. But uh, thank you again for your help there, Edlin. Yes, good night. Yeah, good night. As I'm going to go back up to the end crash out somewhere. All right. Curled up as a ferret. You head on up there. You find, are you going back up on top of the wardrobe maybe? Yes, probably. Okay, <laughs> perfect. You kind of, those of you who are sleeping in that particular room here, kind of a, you're like, what was that? Okay. Sorry, just quietly. Your key go no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Boom. Spark <Sorry>. kick. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. <laughs> go no. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the rest of the night passes, and you awaken to the smells of sizzling bacon, cooking eggs, toasting bread. And the murmur of various inn patrons beginning to make their way in for breakfast. You awaken, the morning is still overcast and you can hear rain continuing to come down on the roof as well as the sound of wind and some thunder outside. It looks like the storm, which had abated last night, has returned, albeit not quite at full force, but you can still hear the, the shutters of the windows kind of clattering a little bit as they're pushed by the wind. And you can feel that kind of aching sense of the low pressure system moving through. So let's start with Hellry. So it's raining outside? It is raining outside. What's the roof look like on this place? Flat, slanted? Slanted. All the roofs in this town are pretty well slanted. Um, looks to be they're designed to slough rain off. Okay. I'm just gonna grab breakfast. <laughs> All right, you head out to the common room. Um, yeah, around that time, I think Penny and I come down. Okay. Oh, how's your arm look? 
Johan is sleeping. Good Nazareth, get him good. Recovering. Yeah, he's not looking like he's in any particular danger, though clearly needs some time to recover from his ordeal. All right, I'll leave him be. Okay. All right, you head out to the common room there. Mm-hmm. Penny and Nobody are also heading out. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, am I still asleep or am I? I'm saying everybody's kind of waking up at this point, unless you specifically say, I'm sleeping all day. Oh, no. <laughs> Which... I'll, I'll, I'll head with uh, Penny and... Uh... Okay. Sounds good. Okay. We'll jump from the top of the wardrobe and the ground is enough. Okay. Nice. That's a cool move. Nice. Mid-air transform. That was cool. Kaz? Okay, sounds good. Saris? You wanna I will be waking up, making my way downstairs. Well, you're currently all on the ground floor, by the way. Oh, there aren't, there aren't really I keep, two I keep no, thinking, on the roof. <laughs> I keep oh, thinking. sure. Yeah. It was there. a soggy night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was just kind of stumbling down the hallway. Clearly still like sleep inertia. Just Alright, we're we're heading out now. Are that what we're doing? Oh well we got invited to go over to to um Lyron Roswell's house because he was really excited about our here about our adventures and he offered breakfast what and time? drinks. What time is it? I don't know. Let me check my my sundial. <laughs> <laughs> it says it's yeah, it's kinda hard to see what time, but you'd guess probably in the 8.30 range. Oh, so shit, so, uh, the Rosewell fella showed up last night? Yeah. That's the He's, guy who might be paying us? Maybe. Ooh. Well, I wouldn't say no to breakfast. I think we should definitely get something to eat. I wouldn't say no to getting paid in food. Everybody is together, right? Everybody's together at this point. You're all have emerged out into the common room area. What time were we supposed to show up at the Rosewells? Couple hours after, oh. <laughs> Probably like crack of dawn. Oh, wait, no. We oh, well, I don't know, nobody, when, when, when are we going? I believe he said 11s is. 11s is. Desmond, you were kind of like in and out as far as fading. I thought you were sleeping, but then I don't know. What, what, do you know what he said? Uh, Will, uh, no. <laughs> I'm sure now is fine. Eleven seems like a weirdly late time for breakfast. Like too late for lunch. Too, yeah, too late for breakfast. Too early for lunch. Yes, brunch. That's extremely. You put the two words together. You've never had brunch. brunch. For brunch. That's eleven. I like that. He's a genius. That one. Let's go have brunch. <laughs> I have double always and will continue to call it double lunch. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> Double lunch? Lunch fist? Would, would lunch, it actually be a uh, fist? fist then? Depends on how close it is to either. What about, does it depend on what you're eating, maybe? Well, like if it was mostly breakfast foods, would it be more of a double breakfast? Or, and if it was like sandwiches and soups, would it be a double lunch? That is your concern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's go um, eat some anyway. Yes. Let's make over there. Well, it is currently again around like 8.30, so you have a couple hours to kill beforehand. Does anybody want to do anything around town and or... To the ship? Yep. Okay. So, Edlin, you're heading down towards the ship. Do you tell anybody where you're going? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to go speak to the captain about uh, 
So those there's weapons I like so much. Do you have a knife already? Are you are you covered? I don't know. We just see. We maybe go with you know. Just yeah, you want us, any of us to come with you? Doesn't have, to, doesn't have to be the whole party, but I mean, if you want a couple people to come with you, I I do. I would like to sell this scroll of green flame, but I just don't think we'll use it as much as we could possibly something else. Unless there's somebody here that would want it. All right, let me get a look at it. Yes. Oh, uh, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> Could I change one of my infusions during our rest? I don't know how to read. Um, Normally I can, I it's just, it's in the past time. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. Right. Yeah, we're literally we're finishing up the long rest, so you're fine. All right, so my repeating will transfer to the new crossbow. Okay, okay. Oh, dang! <laughs> Wait, what? That's so cool. Dang it. What's happening? That's so awesome. Okay. He's got a fun toy. Uh, nice. Wow. The crossbow from that session. He Amazing. Can you use a heavy crossbow? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do remember yeah. things now. He can use mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah, he can. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, Cass, uh, before you take off with uh, Edlin, um, hey, listen, just don't make this weird, all right? I got something for you. Oh. I want you to I want you to hang on to this and wear it. It's not gonna it's not gonna mean anything all the time, but it's gonna be real important when you need it. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna pull out a platinum ring. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna say this. If you really really need it, I'm gonna keep you safe. So I'll take the other one and I will slide it onto my finger. No, not there. Uh, <laughs> not, wrong finger. Oh. Middle finger. Yeah, there you go. Or do I do the pinky? Like well, wherever it fits, I guess. Oh, Just not that. <laughs> <laughs> I said not to make it weird. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> I'll put it on the middle one for now. All so right. I can show people correctly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the spirit of it. Yeah, we can both do this. Yes, exactly. I need this right now. Actually, when you see me do that, you need to do that. Okay, good. <laughs> and at this, Penny looks totally defeated because as soon as she saw the ring going on, she drew and crafted all of these flowers like she was a flower girl and so ready. And then it all, they all just kind of wilted. Penny has been defeated. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was more, uh, if you want to go to the trader, we can't. I was more curious on magical oddities and of the sort. I didn't. Maybe he has them. We'll, we'll try with him first. Okay. So you head down towards the trader. It is very windy out here, outside. Anybody else? Who else is going down there, by the way? Okay. Penny's going. Kaz is going. Edlin's going. I'll stick behind. Or. I'm gonna stick around and uh, perform a weapon bond with my hand axe. Okay, sounds good. So, kind of familiar with the process, you kind of go through the steps there and uh, transition the weapon bond over. Uh, yeah, I can have two. Oh, right. Can have two now? Yeah. Jeez. Wow. How many can Keto? Neat. Okay, cool. You now have that. Eight? Keto can have zero. Aww. <laughs> 
Oh, so what do you get eight hand axes with that octopus? Keto just manifests chainsaws. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking it would be great if he was just holding like little toothpicks. Little, oh. little, yeah, little daggers. You know, just little, little stiletto daggers. Little, just... little quickling daggers. It's a good yeah. thing we don't have an artificer on the team who can manufacture something like that on a whim. That would be, that would <laughs> be, be just much. bad. Speak, speak, um, noticing that most of the beef is staying at the tavern, Hellery will go with the squishy little ones who are heading down to the box. Okay. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hellery's growing with Correct. the squishy little. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, you are. That is that is what I said. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So Hellery, Penny, Edlin, and Kaz are all heading down towards the docks, leaving Saris, nobody. Nobody is going? doing a weapon bond. Desmond, yeah, are you also gone? Okay, cool. Desmond's also heading down to the docks. That leaves Penny. I said I was going to the docks. Saris. Oh, oh, Saris. Yeah, Saris. Oh, just kidding. Saris. It's been one day. <laughs> yeah. The chicken a queen, the queenies chicken. Oh, 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 oh. oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna get a big old breakfast. Uh, before our breakfast, because I could do with a bite to eat. How about you? You want something? So. It is double breakfast then. Double breakfast thing, <laughs> double lunch. You're speaking my language. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, can we get some breakfast over here? Oh yeah, uh, coming right up. Awesome, thank you. How much is that gonna run us? Or two of us? It's included with the rooms, don't worry about it. Oh, excellent. Especially Lord. given uh, some of the stories starting to circulate about. How about that? You and yours took care of those two octopi, did ya? Yes, would you like to try some? You know I would. I hand over one of the rations. <laughs> right. she, she takes it, she like carves off a gnome-sized chunk of it, hands it back to you. Um, oh no, it. please. I have plenty. Alright. And she takes pretty. a bite. <laughs> How'd you cook this? I didn't. The other one did. <laughs> <laughs> Which other one? Uh, my compatriot. Him? No, not me. One of the other ones. Oh. The masked one. He summoned a bonfire that happened to cook it perfectly. He's something Perfectly, about, that's one way of putting it. It's cool. Some, I imagine he's something of a gourmani or something. Yes. Well, thank you for letting me try. It tastes like an accomplishment. Or at uh, least from close by. Here. Here. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, I, I actually have an idea here. Uh, give me one second. And she heads on to the back room, and you can smell sounds of sizzling and kind of like this, this peppery aroma beginning to radiate out. Oh, no. It smells like <laughs> red wine might be being added into all of this, uh, sort of an herbaceous scent. Um, and then this intense kind of... <laughs> Ah, it's all done. Smoke it, plumes from the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good lord, what is happening in there? <laughs> Where's the lamb sauce? Uh, she reemerges and is carrying two bowls with her. Um, each one is steaming and holding a brothy liquid with uh, looks to be chunks of the octopus, potatoes, carrots, leeks, uh, several good hearty vegetables. And she puts them in front of you. You can smell a fantastic kind of 
rich, mm, succulent aroma coming out of it. Uh, and it looks to be some kind of wine sauce as well worked in there. Uh, so, right. octopus stew in front of each of you. Nice. If you decide to take a bite. Absolutely. I do that. It's freaking good. Nice. That turned out all right. The toughened octopus has been tenderized immensely and rehydrated in the stewing process. It's got layers of rosemary and thyme in there as well, as well as what looks to be a rather cheap red wine that has been upsold the heck out of uh, in the cooking process. So altogether, it makes for a very tender and delicious way to start the day. The toughness at first represents the struggle of battle, but this tender dish is the sweetness of victory. I like the way you think. <laughs> There's an episode title. This tender dish is the sweetness of victory. <laughs> With my 15 wisdom, I'm straight by, but I'm having a good time. I'm like, yeah, I'm liking that. Alright, the rest of you heading down towards the docks, it is blustery outside. You can see, you can feel wind slashing across your skin there. Uh, it's not pitch black like it was last night in the storm. There's kind of a pale light to the air, but it's very suffuse and dim beneath these billowing storm clouds. You can see the lightning crackling to the south and uh, peals of thunder echoing between the houses and homes and across the cliff sides of the coast here. You head down, kind of hugging your clothes and cloaks close to yourself, and make your way down to the docks where you can see uh, Cadius's crew already milling about on board his ship. And uh, you approach down the same dock that you fought the octopi on earlier. You can see that, uh, well, Looks to be the octopi has all been cleaned up and or taken up to the inn already. So no no real remains other than a few blood stains and uh, popped octopus eyeballs are and remaining on the decks right. and scorch marks. That's true. <laughs> Man, the aftermath of y'all's battles though. You approach the ship and you hear a voice from up above. Hey, all right then. Hey, good to see you back in uh, bright and early. Uh, Edlin, right? Yes, sir. Oh, give me one second. He, he, he kind of disappears and clomps down the gangplank and comes over to your to your party there. How are we all doing this morning? Wet. Cold. Yeah, it's about the standard around here. Yeah, if you're somewhere dry, we can talk. Yeah, come on up on ship. That's where most of the wares are anyway. Uh, all right, come on up. And he leads the way up the gangplank there. You disappear below deck down to, uh, you, you pass through the, cap the ship's quarters there and down into the lower deck where Edlin is somewhat familiar, as is Saris, although Saris is not there right now. <laughs> so, um, you all walk in. All right, so I understand you were looking to uh, buy some stuff, huh? Uh, I think you, you, you did mention special weapons. Well, I mean, we, we just came back from the Yuanti land, so uh, we get all kinds of interesting artifacts and weapons and whatnot from them. Uh, I've got everything from fairly mundane stuff to a uh, little bit more advanced, uh, some magical items and all that. Uh, what, are you, what are you particularly looking for? Uh, actually, I was looking for swords, specifically scimitars and rapiers. 
Yeah, actually, we got a few uh, scimitars here. Um, he goes to one side where there's a rack of these very elegantly curved bone scimitars. Uh, the, it looks to be actually a combination of bone and shell down the edges. The blade itself is this kind of shimmering, pearlescent uh, effect where you get off of like abalone shells, for instance. And back towards the, along the actual main bulk of the blade looks to be a bone of a very dense, almost bluish variety. Yeah, so uh, we got a few of these. These are uh, these will run you normally 20 gold each, but at the 30% discount, we're knocking them down to uh, uh, 14 gold each. Would you be interested in trade at all? Nah, it depends what you're looking to trade with. And I'm going to pull out my bronze rapier. Hey, well, I do believe. Since you're uh, with me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, since you're getting a discount anyway, I'd call that an even trade. If you're looking tit for tat. Very good. All right. He hands over one of the uh, one of the scimitars there and uh, takes your rapier. How much would a second one be? Yeah, fourteen gold. Is there anything else missing? Or do we have credit? Uh, oh yeah, how much gold did you give him? 30. I gave him 30. 30. Oh yeah. But uh, there was a few uh, bolts missing. Uh, I think that we actually settled up for that though. So uh, yeah, we got like 30 gold sitting around. Are we willing to trade you another scimitar and something else for that? You have things magical, and I'm using precipitation like a hairdryer, and I'm trying to blow dry myself dry. Right. You said magical items, and I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, is it gonna? Yeah, for whatever reason, it's loud. <laughs> doesn't have to be, but it does. So we got a. <laughs> so yeah, we have a. Uh, well, we got magical versions of these items, so we got a scimitar that's a little bit better than normal, been enchanted to uh, give, be a little more dangerous all around. Um, plus one scimitar. Okay. And uh, we got uh, some shark leather armor as well that's uh, a little bit better than norm the normal fare. So, uh, plus one shark leather armor. Um, chocolate armor. Chocolate armor. How, how much would it be for the, the armor and the scimitar? The plus one. And the uh, the scimitar is gonna be two hundred gold pieces, and then the uh, leather armor is gonna be about uh, eight hundred gold pieces. Uh, is that including the discount uh, already? Oh yeah, sorry about that. Uh, That's quite right. Yeah, That's sorry, one hundred forty for the scimitar, and uh, three times eight, uh, twenty-four. So eight hundred minus twenty-four. Uh, Five sixty. That's a hell of a deal. Um. I mean, you done me a great service. Uh, I do have this. I wonder if you'd be interested. I pull out the scroll. Uh, this is a scroll of green flame blade I've dropped on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, would, would this be? This could be possibly helpful for you or some of your deckhands to fight off intruders. Yeah, I'm sure I could uh, make use of it somewhere. But uh, they're only about something like that, 50 gold pieces. Could, would you take that as a credit towards these items? Sure, I can do that. Um, let me just double check with my compatriots here. Oh, I do have a potion of Viper Bite as well, if so inclined. 
Uh, that one's uh, 150 gold pieces, but uh, plus uh, plus 1d4 poison damage to attacks for 10 minutes. Mm. All right. Oh, and uh, well. And then it's going to go, well, Captain, would you be interested in something like this? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Baron Merlin, my esteemed father, I wish to commend the merchant Cadius Lure to your attention. Baron Merlin? He's been a service to me in my exile, and I wish to repay him with this introduction. I also would bring to your attention that he is one of only two merchants with trading contacts among the Uati, which might make them a profitable addition to your house's trade. You're mostly, <laughs> you're mostly obedient, child. So, wait, you're from uh, royalty? No, I'm now a nobility. Yes. And from the Feywild. Yes, well, that's why I had the rapier and my daggers, and I bought the bone daggers. And... Huh. You got any, uh, you got any proof that you're actually this, uh, Baron Merlin's, uh, child? I mean, don't mean no offense or nothing, but, uh, <laughs> Feywild folks tend to be a little, uh, they tend to use a lot of misdirection, if you understand what I'm saying? Oh, indeed, but, uh, we don't lie in deals when making deals. Because if you lie, then your word is not worth anything and you cannot make any other deals. I mean, but last I checked, that was mostly between the courts. Outside of the Feywild, eh, all bets are kind of off. Well, there is the crest of my house on the rapier I traded you, and on my daggers. Uh, let's see. Queen's notice of exile, I suppose. Is that? That'd be plenty enough proof right there. Oh. oh. Shit, bud. I mean, if that's the case, does you gonna be able to make Tem good on this? Temporary exile. And I was not stripped of any of my titles or honors, so I am still his son. Roll a persuasion check at advantage. That's the only bonus on it, it's plus one. Oh, uh, 15. Yeah, I back from what I've got. He thinks for a moment, kind of stroking uh, his chin. Yeah, all right. Oh, I think I can make this work. Uh, never really heard of this Baron Merlin fella, but uh, mostly haven't done a whole lot of trading with the with the Feywild nobility, so... Uh, well, this would be kind of an interesting uh, way to distinguish if I could be having connections with both the Wanti and the Fae. Uh, I thought that would be uh, rather advantageous for our house as well. Alright, tell you what. If this will work for you, I'll give you all another 10% uh, off on top of the 30%. Which would bring their, the, the, fancy, the fancy scimitar there? That yeah, that will bring it down to... Uh, no, it's down to, down to, jeez, it's a lot. Uh, down to 120. And if I return this one to you for that one? One of the two I just bought. Bring it down to 106. 106. 
Do you just want to fight off the hell right then? Well, oh. Well, let's talk about some other things. Maybe, uh, maybe we buy enough that you drop a little more. Package deal. I'm a 40% discount already. I mean, I did drop a lot of money into getting out there. It's not well, exactly easy to get into the Fathom Dark. Let's talk about it. You carry diamonds? I've got a couple of diamonds, yeah. You got any uh, cash? How much uh, money we got kicking around? Well, in party funds, we're at 539 gold pieces. Uh, if need be, uh, the diamond, is that for a spell casting thing? Or, mm -hmm. You know, for that kind of stuff, I feel like I could chip in for that if you need as well. Alright. You got a diamond worth 300 gold? Yeah, I got one. Uh, most of them are only about 150, but I got one for 300, yeah. Uh, I think we'll take that for sure. Alright, I mean, 40% off that. Uh, looking at 120 off is uh, uh, 180. Mm, Alright. You carry split mail by chance? Uh, don't carry split mail, unfortunately. Uh, the Iwanti aren't really big on that. Alright, alright. How about a uh, glass eye worth about a hundred gold? A glass eye? Mm-hmm. Uh... Got anything like that kicking around? Dice. Uh, sorry mate, don't have that. Jeweled horn? Same price. Well, I can make a glass eye. Are you there? Yeah. yeah in the shop? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Ship. Yeah, actually. Oh, it's um, ship. Yeah, ship. Yeah, right. He uh, goes over to one. He goes over to one cabinet. Kind of goes down low. Pulls it out. Pulls out a very dusty jeweled horn. Um, looks like yeah. Honestly, kind of forgot it was there. But uh, and yeah. Also worth hundred gold. Hundred gold. I mean, to you, sixty. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, the horns mostly for me. Diamonds for the party. Um, but uh, need both of those things as well. Total out to 240 for those two things. Yes. Sorry, just to clarify, drinking horn or like uh, music horn? Small jeweled horn, maybe like a, came off a. Of, no, like a like a baby cow. Uh -huh. Like a minotaur. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, we definitely. That's some illegal. <laughs> that's some illicit trading stuff around the part. So, yeah, really, I, I mean, I, I definitely think we should get the two. Um, mm -hmm. Do we think we need the armor? Is my question. Oh, well, I mean, he didn't have split. Oh, what armor? What the armor? leather armor leather. plus one? Oh. I mean, it'd be good, but also, I don't... Would you... Because it would pretty much be the three of you from what I've seen. I, I, I think I'm, I've uh, never used armor. I have no idea how to put it on or how to even use it properly. Well, you put on clothes just fine, so I think you'd be all right. There's a lot. That, that's not... I like my arm. There's a lot more to it than that. Well, for oh. yours, because you have the boob armor, but he doesn't need that. Yeah, it's... Probably not. Probably not. Well, I've actually got to... Uh, I'm pretty used to my own uh, kit here, and I'm uh, pretty nimble in it, so uh, I actually don't really need a whole lot to that way, but... Uh, it, so I think if we could use the main on something else if you were looking okay. for something for yourself or uh, maybe somebody in the other group in the group here we can well, I'm trying to remember does nobody have armor on he does <laughs> okay. uh, he wears uh, chainmail and a gamson okay. yeah I'm assuming I've seen the armor he wears and I would gather that your armor is probably better than what this is oh I just don't wear medium armor cool uh, maybe we just pass on the armor for right now uh, if we're the party could then take care of the blade if you wanted as well. 
Uh, yeah, we could get all of this stuff easily. And how about we knock off that last six gold? Make it 100 even for the uh, scimitar? Do that for us, right. buddy. Tell you what. You get all the other stuff, I'll knock off the other six gold for you. Hey, that's my man. All so right, 100 all right. for the blade, 180 for the diamond, 60 for the horn brings us to 340, minus the 50 for the scroll, minus the 30 I paid you up front. What did I just say? 340? <laughs> 340 minus, minus 80, 260. 260. 260. So 260. And I will throw in 30 gold towards my scimitar. Okay. Okay. So 200. I will, throw, I will throw in 10 gold to the party fund, which is half my money. So <laughs> 190 gold out of party fund. Okay. Cool. Okay. Desmond, how much are you pitching in? <laughs> he's he's trying to Yes. In the party fund, he just keeps putting in stuff. Would you like me to make a deal? <laughs> <laughs> I could try and make a deal, but it sounds like you guys have a cabin. <laughs> no, we, we got this. We were doing quite well. We actually saved quite a bit of money that way. All right, and I'll uh, hold on to this. Assume it's good for when I uh, encounter this uh, Baron Merlin then? Uh, you may check at the ceiling court. He is a rural Baron, but he is there for rural functions. All right. Or you may go to our family's holdings. And where would those be? Uh, you would have to go to the Sealy Court and get directions there. And Feywild is not exactly stable all the time. Getting directions in the Feywild sounds like a real chore. Anyway, we'll figure well, it out. From, from the, the court, we'll direct you to the Baron's holding. All right. Well, you know, uh, can't say I'll be sad to be off the ocean for a while. Uh, it's been about as much of it as I can stand for the last uh, couple months here. Um, but thank you for that, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. And yes, uh, thanks again for everything you've done for us. That was a messy affair there. Uh, one, one final thing, I'm just curious. Uh, is there anything that you are looking for in particular as far as items? Maybe clientele you know that have been looking for something in particular. I mean, I've been... Uh, I generally look where there's opportunities, you know? It's a uh, corner of Savoy's lifestyle. Uh, if you find something interesting though, just let me know. I can probably find somebody who wants to buy it from you. Perfect, I'll keep that in mind. I might even buy it from you, but um, depends how hard it'll be to turn it around, basically. Uh, main thing to look for, um, enchanting components. You know, I, uh, here, around here, there's uh, the Rosewell's been looking around for that Fathom Pearl thing. That's a good example of one such item that would be uh, pretty in pretty high demand, especially if you to take it down to Vesic area. There, in anything magical, uh, you can get a serious, you can turn a serious profit down there. It's actually where we're headed to uh, trade off a couple of these bad boys. And she, he goes over to a lockbox and pulls out this trident. That uh, when he li when he lifts it up, you can see it's covered in what look to be jeweled barnacles. They are exuding, each barnacle itself is exuding out like a ruby or a sapphire or an emerald all the way up and down the hilt with this kind of vinous uh, kelp-like pattern moving up the handle there. It culminates out into what looks to be a shimmering, almost glass-like trident head made out of pure blue translucent material. Um, kind of hefts it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is kind of why we go out that way. You want to have some enchanting methods and access to materials that, you know, no one here on the mainland can really get a hold of. So, uh, something like this over a Vesic, 9,000, 9,500 gold, something like that. Do you mind if I take a quick look at it just to admire it? I'm not to 
take from you by any means. Thanks for a second. All right. And I just want to look at like the arcane properties of it, look at the magical essence of it, and just try and understand it a little bit more. So that way if I come across this kind of stuff in the future, I might recognize it. Okay, Arcana check. I cast a mention dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, what level are they again? I think we're six. Six. Yeah, I mean, it's Yuanti magic. This is weird. You're not really familiar with it. You're not really sure how it was worked into it exactly. You're not even sure what these barnacles are. Like, what on earth are these? And so you're not really able to get a good sense for it, but it does radiate kind of this aqueous sort of <coughs> atmosphere about it. Um, really interesting, but you can't really get a good, a really good sense of it. Interesting. And I hand it right back to Takes it back. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of, if you're gonna be looking around for anything, look for this kind of stuff. I'll usually buy it from you, and uh, if I don't buy it, someone down in Vesic or uh, just didn't really around can probably make it happen for you. Ono, if nothing else, is a trade culture. So, take everything you, take everything you see, everything you do, as an opportunity. Appreciate it. And that'll take you far in this world. All right. We should probably well, uh, anything back. else I can help you all with? I'm good. Yeah. I suppose we should meet up with the rest of them. Uh... Yeah, I just okay. have one thing I want to do real quick uh, after sure. we get off the boat. I want to go to the dock where we <coughs> had the fight, and I want to just uh, sit there, dip my toes in the water, and just kind of say, Bison and Codwell, I'm sorry that, that you guys died. We, we kind of just, we need to defend ourselves because you did attack us first, even though we were in your home. And I understand that. And I'm sorry. And and Bison, well, I, I imagine that <coughs> this one's Bison, but I don't know. You you tasted real good and your, your body did not go to waste. And for you, Codwell, your body will not go to the waste either as it sank to the bottom of this and the, the animals, the small little fish grow and get stronger because of you and you have given back to your home. And I make a little like, I try to make mimic my tree of life in like a kelp kind of pattern and I, I set it down there to just kind of pull off. Are you doing this like out in the open? Out yeah, loud? yeah, I'm just sitting on the dock with my, my toes And in the you're water. saying like this out loud? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm gonna kind of stand behind her a little bit and I'm gonna, as quietly as I can, cast Minor Illusion to make an illusion of the octopus kind of swimming out to sea. And as it does, it one of the tentacles comes up and like waves goodbye to you. Are you trying to convince her this is actually happening, or is it more just like a... It's more sympathetic, kind of make her feel better about what happened. <laughs> so you're like fairly aware of Kaz yeah, is doing this, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a nice gesture. It's, it's really, you know, it's, don't like killing for killing, you know? It's, but it is the circle of life. It goes in and it, it continues to feed nature, feed us. It's, you know, it's part of the way life is. I can understand that. I, uh, I agree. I'm not one for yeah. unnecessary violence as well. Re respect the, the lives that were lost. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. The rest of you also sort of see this as you're heading out. Um, I want to pan the camera back over to Saris and Nobody though. To see what's going on back up there. Right. You've tucked in, you've definitely demolished like a couple of bowls of this stew at this point. Um, it has 
filled a certain amount of your hunger up, mm -hmm. but you're both big guys. <laughs> For you. <gasps> oh my goodness. Alright, anything you want to do up in the inn while you're kind of hanging out for him? Let's go. I am so full, I could not eat another bite. We should go eat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, the rest of the party re enters the inn. <laughs> uh, one last thing on sure. the dock is we're. Uh, Harry was watching that whole uh, display with a big fat smile on her face, and as we start to walk away, she just claps a big old hand on Penny's back, and the hand is like as big as Penny's back, and just says, Hey, you're a real cute kid. You're a good person. Don't forget about that. That shit, that shit that means something to you, that's the most important thing there is. And it might be the only thing there is. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, let's get on back. Yeah, I'm kind of done with this rain already. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, you have a hat and a mask. Actually, yeah. Let me take this off for a second. All right. <laughs> so yeah, hat, mask off, and I'll walk back to the tavern with my uh, my head exposed. It's getting harder every time, not easier. Fucking shit. Yeah, it is. Oh, I I what cute one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you reconvene with the rest of the party there. Anything you want to do before you head off to the Rosewell Manor? You think they sell umbrellas? <laughs> <laughs> Is umbrellas a thing in this time frame? Worldly area? Probably more cloaks. Parasols. Cloaks, oilcloth, whatnot. It you you know, get, it's better for the sun. You do get the sense it's kind of like that whole the Washington trope, where if you're like if you're walking around with an umbrella, you must be an out of towner kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you some shelter when we're heading up there, Kaz. You ain't got you ain't got to worry about it. I'll just put up my hood and just kind of cloak next to her. I'll just sort of like lift up one end of the cloak and just like sort of you know <laughs> umbrella him a little bit. Give him a canopy. Break there you go. It will be fine. And if I can thaumaturgy like to keep the water off as much as possible. I'll do that. Sure. I'm sure. using my hairdryer prestidigitation to blow it away. Both of you are simultaneously. <laughs> it's like one of those air Dynam umbrellas that blows out. Yes. The stick. Dynamically dehydrating Hellry's cloak. And my cloak is sort of like billowing out, and like the hot air is getting. I'm like, oh, that is nice. Holy shit, do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the hair nice and, you know, flowing. Yeah! <laughs> hey, would, you, would you like my hair, actually? Uh, I'll know, we already have a candy. Oh, it's fashionable. I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'll put go. it on my bed and just kind of goes, pull this like a little bit. I don't know if that was the right choice. Kaz, you want to try it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the pointed hat, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, it's uh, just like the one I've got on my mini, if you've yeah. uh, seen that. It's like a goofy top hat. Oh. <laughs> it actually fits. It actually quite, looks yeah. freaking cool. It, it actually matches a lot to what I'm doing. So yeah, <laughs> it, it's maybe a little rounder than that, but um, uh, it's a fedora, it. isn't it? No. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> lady. Oh boy. No, yeah, with the vest and everything. Yeah, oh, the boy. whole motif. Oh just, yeah. Oh god. 
Suddenly your neck sprouts a beard like oh, at aggressive yeah. velocity. It's amazing. Just Sars, kill me now. Sars puts the hat on and says, my babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the roundedness of it actually kind of reminds me, reminds you of Keto's head, maybe. Oh, oh okay. Oh, this is in Keto's. Right? Sounds like a bowler hat a little bit there. Um, but it's definitely, uh, it definitely has that let bump out first and then kind of round. Oh, sure. Alrighty, mates, let's go on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so where that one's flat on the top in the example, okay. mine's just a little arched on the top. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> Alright. You make your way to the southwest portion of Quain, where you see a large wooden palisade. Uh, this is, you know, it's it's clearly constructed largely of upright logs that have been driven into the ground, but there are these wooden facades on the outside, kind of depicting various scenes from the Rosewell lineage, battles with battles with gnolls, uh, the octopi coming out of the ocean, uh, looks to be some stuff related to these strange horses that are running across that seem to be simultaneously horses and almost reptilian. Um, and all across them, scenes with, of armored knights wielding blades and swords, uh, a, wiry, a wiry woman holding two uh, short swords in each hand, crouching low. Uh, this entire, the entire scene seems to tell a story of the occupants of this place. And where is this? Southwest portion of Quain, the I mean, Rosewell. Like where, where is it? This is a tapestry, or like what is it? It's what like a you? wooden carving, like a motif for uh, a uh -huh. relief, basically. And it's on like the gates? It's on the outside of the palisades. That's fucking badass, it, I love that. Am I familiar with any of these battles? Do I recognize any of these battles by chance? History check. Ooh, 21. 21. Can I check that as well? Sure. Yeah. I'm proficient arcana, get a six. Not proficient in history, 21. <laughs> hey, I get a six. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I just give it. My bonus is probably five or six. So. Oh wow. Okay. So you, uh, Desmond, you would know enough to get the sense, like, oh yeah, the Rosewells. You know, Rosewells have had some accomplishment. Go Sorry, ahead. that's a that's a nine actually. My bonus is only four on that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, pretty so, good. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's enough to know. Yeah, this is fairly standard for a lot of Abenlock. Urum knights, basically. They are largely defined by their accomplishments and by the renown that they've developed through their conquests, achievements, glorious moments. That's part of the reason that minstrel culture is so important to Avonlock, in that the stories and the songs that are spread around directly influence a knight's ability to uh, convince the sovereign to do things on their behalf. So this is a completely monarchistic society. The sovereign makes all decisions. However, her children become the Urum Knights, all but one child who becomes the next sovereign. The Urum Knights then are kind of, they're given control over various towns and areas of Avonlock and Relgar to oversee and develop over time. And if they want some kind of change made or need assistance or whatnot, they go to the sovereign on behalf of their people and try and get things done. If the Sovereign, depending on how well regarded that Urum Knight is, the Sovereign will give more attention to them. And that largely comes down to what kinds of legends and songs are spread of them. The horses in particular are a... Uh, they represent a battle some time ago off of the... Uh, off Lake 
Illinois, uh, Lake Elaware, which is actually down near Barra, uh, in which a herd of selkies actually emerged. Uh, these selkies are fey creatures, and they can shapeshift and often appear in a uh, in the form of horses. They appear out and they rush across the landscape and often are kind of predatory and will attempt to abduct people and take them into the lake and drown them. However, uh, some time ago, uh, the, well, honestly, most of the actual current Rosewells were a part of this conflict. Uh, the Rosewells rode out and confronted this herd and did manage to beat them back into the lake from whence they came, suffering some pretty severe injuries in the process, but all of them managing to survive the conflict. And this is actually one of the reasons why they were given the town of Quain to oversee in the first place, as this was a very triumphant event and brought a great deal of honor to their household. Other than that, the other battles with like gnolls and there's a few lizard folk on there as well seem to be more the traditional sorts of opponents that one would face in this area. The Selkies, sorry, the Selkies were the big battle though. Yeah, this is like a notable battle that yeah. he would take pride in essentially. Yeah, okay. basically. That's what I was looking for. Perfect. Perfect. And as you approach the front gates, you see the uh, guards, uh, you see a guard outside and at your approach. Ah, you must be the party that Larian was informing us of. Uh, right this way. And he opens the gate. And ushers you inside to a large courtyard where you can see Larian already starting to stride out of the household towards you. Arms out wide. Welcome! Welcome to the Rosewell Manor. Our breakfast is inside. And that's where we're going to take a quick break, everybody. Go ahead and go get some refreshments, use the restroom, what have you. We'll be back in about 15 minutes here. Double lunch. Yeah. Double lunch. Hey, it's Hillary, and you're listening to the Kyla Anor campaign on Net 20 Proof. Now back to the show. And we are back, everybody, to Natural 20 Proof. Hope y'all had a good break here. So, where we left off, you were entering the Rosewell Manor, having passed through the uh, large, ornately rendered gates, displaying the various achievements and accomplishments of the Rosewell family in this area of Relgar. As you've entered in this courtyard, you can see a large stables off to the side there. It looks to be at least eight to ten different pens in there with what look to be very fine, uh, large mares and stallions kind of arrayed there. Um, ahead of you, there's a long cobbled path with, with, look, with what look to be gutters along either side, which the ever-present rainwater is kind of tumbling into and coursing away out uh, and underneath the walls towards the ocean. You can see there is uh, some gardens basically arrayed around you. The faint smell of roses, of course, kind of uh, indicative of the name here, is wafting out throughout this courtyard, carried on the uh, stormy breeze here. But it is swiftly masked, of course, by the ever-present kind of uh, salty ocean scent coming off of the sea. Um, striding down the path towards you, you can see Larian. Short cropped golden hair, a finely, uh, a finely manscaped mustache, and uh, dressed in these very 
elegant, this very elegant livery here, a doublet going down, these large kind of now somewhat sodden sleeves, which normally look like they probably are of the poofy variety of uh, pure white, and with these long boots pulled up to almost knee height as he strides along the path towards you. His immense size is dwarfed by the large manor behind him. This one is two stories, which makes it pretty darn significant in this area. Uh, the actual timber framing of the roof kind of coming down in these elegant curving patterns, which again, the water's just pouring off of uh, with carvings kind of along the length there. Um, the actual building itself, largely the base level is all stone and masonry constructed, uh, moving up into more timber framing as it goes up a little, bit, a little bit higher and showing a couple of different decks around at various points. This place, although much finer than the other areas around, is still clearly built for function and durability in this difficult climate that Quain is known for. As Larian walks towards you, arms outspread. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Please, this way. I'm, uh, we already have breakfast all prepared for you. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, and uh, you must be all the other adventurers that are responsible for the uh, accomplishments down on the docks there. Yep, yep, that's us. Aaron Galnaga, pleased to meet you. And he reaches out one hand slightly smaller than yours, All right. but not by much, All right. and stronger, and yeah, well, okay, I mean, it's a grip and a half, okay. maybe not stronger, that's true. I keep forgetting you're busted, anyway, a uh, little bit, a little bit, but about as strong as you can imagine, All right. All right. anyway. Um, uh, the grip is firm as, sh as he shakes your hand, kind of looks you up and down. <laughs> well, I can see now why you may have been able to handle those octopi. You, uh, you've got some beef among your ranks there, don't you? Sure do. All right. Well, uh, right back this way. What are all your names again? Uh, Kaz. Kaz, all right. I'm Edlin, thank you very much. Edlin, excellent. Helry. Helry. Chromosaurus. Saurus. Excellent. I don't know if I introduced myself yesterday. I'm Penny Lynn. Penny Lynn, a pleasure. And he picked one your one hand up and it is just engulfed and he <laughs> back to you. Um kiss my It looked like it probably <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> he was mostly the look of impressed, being impressed I, on. I went in for the there. grip. It's fine. It's, it's true. You were going. You're uh, macho to macho. Wow. Uh, we yeah. Hat and mask back on at this point. Okay. Uh, we're out of the rain. Gazeman. Uh, hmm. Enigmatic. You know that look will definitely serve you well in making a name for yourself. Well. When folks want to remember someone, it's best to be distinctive. You get it! This guy gets it! Exactly! <laughs> and I am nobody. <laughs> you might want to work on that. Well, think he of a better name, a better uh, title for you. Is that your actual name? No. Well, do you have a, a different name you go by? I do not. Hmm. Well, uh... Nobody saw that coming. All right. Well, actually, I, I sometimes call him Nob, but uh, Nob? don't try and uh, spell it because it doesn't look right. His face doesn't say he likes, <laughs> he would like it if I called him Nob. Would you like it if I called you Nob? No. 
Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go eat. Um, In the sick of battle, when my blood's up a couple of times, I called him Noby. Noby? Mm-hmm. I like There's the only Nob one of him. I like Nob better. He's, he's the Noby one. Oh my god. <laughs> Four psychic damage to you. <laughs> oh oh boy. Ouch. Oh. Ouch. Kenobi on our way. The pain. The pain. Is uh is Keto on your head? Oh, good point. Oh, uh yeah. yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Nobi one! Keto me! <laughs> oh lord. I'm done. Right. We're done. We're out of here. That was it. That was the end of the campaign, right there. It's coming out 20. Was the final? That was the final level. Rock small, you, everybody. You, you figured it out. The yeah. show's over. <laughs> we won. The Fomorians arrive. I don't know. You all die. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. Back in character with you, Jesse. Uh, well, this way! And he turns and starts to walk back towards the keep, um, clearly indicating you follow him. See, he's got kind of a small uh, half cape going down his back there with the, the Rosewell logo on the back, which is, again, roses kind of wrapped around this, uh, uh, a well. And it, they wrap around up the sort of frame of it, and uh, you can see them actually draping down, almost like the bucket of the well, but instead of buckets, there are blossoms kind of tumbling down. And he enters into these great well-wrought well, well doors, clearly made of some kind of like oak or hardwood. And you enter into a large feasting hall, which is already arrayed with various platters. There are racks of toast already buttered, uh, steaming towards one end here. An entire bowl full of scrambled eggs that smell fragrantly of various herbs and spices coming out of them. You can see jellies, jams, preserves, all arrayed out in these small pots along there. Um, piles of bacon, pork, ham, all, all laden high. Uh, I the fish. And you can see towards one side a uh, well-stocked basket full of uh, salt fish. In this case, the salt, it's actually, there's these kind of parchment-like papers wrapping each one, and inside there actually you can see the salt crystals coating and smothering each of the fish, uh, so literally pulled right out of the cellar there. Um, you see also a good number of jugs, some various liquids. You, look, see, you can see wine, juice, uh, looks to be some slightly zestier stuff, um, as well as, of course, water, milk, the standard fare that you would potentially be looking for. No one did say buttermilk, so no buttermilk yet, but <sighs> you would imagine with what they pulled forth thus far, they probably could get a hold of some. The spread looks real good, smells real good, and you can see a number of places available to you already. Uh, one, there's a woman towards one end there, kind of one end of the hall, kind of reclining against a column, just eyes sort of cast in your direction, though not saying anything. She is dressed simply, two short swords at her sides, uh, looks to be kind of strapped leather, holding together a fairly uh, functional kind of blouse, tunic, and leggings. Um, she looks to be built for movement over glamour. In sharp race. contrast to her brother. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say race. Half elf. Half elf. That you can tell, anyway. Yep. Are there pastries? There are pastries. 
Yeah, you can see tarts, you can see bear claws, you can see muffins. All manner of different pastries are, are, are laid before you. Well, please, by all means, sit down, tuck in, and uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your adventures thus far. What, what brings you all together? I will sit and I will let other people start telling stories as I begin to ritual cast, detect poison and disease. Beautiful. Okay, you start to work on that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Kind of looks around expectantly, like hands clasped in front of him. Oh, he grabs like a whole pancake, rolls it up, shoves it in his mouth. Oh wait, we didn't we didn't do all of the introductions. What? We just did those. Did I totally just miss the sister's name? Oh, she was just standing there. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that what you say then to him? We didn't miss it. We didn't. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi there, I'm Penny Lynn. I look at her, saying that. Oh, but, by the Tuatha. <clears throat> Safira, I always forget you're there. <sighs> you really need to announce yourself. We have guests. She kind of looks around all of you. <clears throat> I am Safira. It's a pleasure. Understand you're already making a name for yourselves around Quain. Uh, that I... is the eventual idea, yes. Not on purpose. Can I, if we're rec like if we haven't sat down yet and this is happening before that, can I uh, get an insight on her yes. reaction and like, is she annoyed? Is she? She's the moody teenager, man. I, that's why I like. I what's to, going on with her? I that want was to weird. insight her her words. Okay, insight checks for two of you if you're so inclined. Sixteen. Edlin, are you also doing an inside check? Yes, I'm trying to find my... There it is. Which is going to suck because I rolled badly. A nine. Okay. She doesn't look annoyed. More so... Edlin, it's hard for you to get a good read on her. Hillary, she doesn't look annoyed. She looks to be... watchful, observant, and not exactly enthusiastic to be interacting with people, but not exactly opposed to it either. Mostly she just doesn't seem interested in displaying a lot of emotion about this. She keeps her, she seems to be reclusive, keeps to herself, is the vibe you're getting. She pretty? I mean, she has this dark uh, raven black hair, um, very fine features, pale skin. Um, Brilliant green eyes, though she's very angular. She's not exactly a, you know, she doesn't have the voluptuousness or curves of a stereotypically beautiful woman, but she has a sort of live whip-like build and atmosphere about her. It seems to indicate someone sharp and definitely not unattractive, just probably not necessarily somebody that you'd first assume you'd approach at the inn or what have you. But that's up to you. I'd like to walk up to her. <laughs> now okay. kneel. Is she sitting? You said she's sitting? She's leaning and leaning. she's not She's not sitting. She's kind of up against one large wooden column that's... Uh, by the way, these columns are kind of going down the sides of the hall. Mm -hmm. uh, they're about half out of the wall, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. embedded in, mm -hmm. structural supports basically. And she's sure. leaning against one of them, kind of observing. I'll walk up to her. 
I will throw my cloak back off my shoulders, I will kneel, and I will reach out for her hand. I will say, I'm Hilary Gilnaga, my lady. It is my pleasure to make your acquaintance. She regards you silently. Safira, come on! Safira. Kiss the hand. <laughs> it is a pleasure. Stan, turn around, walk back to the table, begin to ritual cast the tech boys. <laughs> is this your daughter? I'm talking to. No, uh, Safira is my sister. Mm, Safira Rosewell. Uh, I. Oh, I didn't catch. Well, it's it's tough to tell the elves. Yeah, they're pretty long-lived overall. It's hard to. I mean, you actually thinking back to the panels you saw on the outside of the walls around uh, the Rosewall Manor. You would seem to. It seems like this might have actually been one of the people depicted uh, in the battle with the uh, Selkies some time ago, uh, with the two short swords out, sitting down low. Eh. Yes. Uh, Sophia is my sister, and uh, of course, Sir Gelweir is my father, and uh, my other sister is out afield with him at this time. I'm sure you've heard some of what's been going on down in the Claw Garden with the the uh, bit of a kerfuffle with uh, with Vesic. Yes, we actually have heard that in passing. Um, I was just generally curious how how goes that that affair. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, we only get periodic updates, but so far, slow going. We're in a bit of a standoff with uh, Vesic at this time. Uh, we have a particularly cagey character that uh, has been proving more than a little bit difficult. Uh, uh, Dolthru Mermelath. Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Dolthru Mermelath. Yeah, a bit of a newer Doltham trying to make a name for herself down among the uh, among the nobility in Vesic, but uh, proven quite the worthy adversary. Obviously, we have no interest in starting a war with uh, between the two cities, so we can't exactly fight one another. But whoever acts first and attempts to attack the Scuttlekin will naturally deplete their forces and uh, prove provide an opportunity for the other to sweep in and claim the pearl for themselves. So they have been in a bit of a stalemate at the moment uh, before they're able to actually act and claim one way or the other. Uh, well, to make matters worse, uh, there are other forces down there at work. The natives have not proven very amenable to uh, foreign interference in the Scuttlekin affairs. They worship the crabs or something. Anyway, but they've been attacking both parties equally um, out of the out of the storms and the monsoons. So it's been a long and arduous affair for them down there. It's been gone the better part of three months now. And these natives you speak of, um, are they just creatures that live in the area, or individuals that believe this crap to be a god? Yeah. Disparate tribes, savages, as it were. Uh, those who don't claim allegiance to any of the great cities, which, a uh, bit of a bit surprising in this day and age, but nobody particularly wants to set up shop down in the Claw Garden. It's simply too hostile of an environment, so it's where 
those kinds of corners of honor where those that uh, refuse to grow and evolve with society decide to develop and, you know, find their own way. Are they mostly human or is it a mixture? All mixture. There are dissidents from all societies that would rather stay away from any particular faction and they've decided to find places where none of the cities would prefer to develop and in those places they build their own uh, cultures if you could call them that but at least in the claw garden strange folk worship the crabs and live entirely off of what they can harvest from the skunkkin and uh, apparently they uh, apparently they're quite adept at surviving the monsoons so they've proven Though no, not nearly as well equipped as either our forces or Vesex, they've proven to be adequate adversaries in their own right. And is there a, a person or a leader that they take orders from or follow in? I don't know. I have no interest in their mm, political hierarchies, if they even have them. They, they wander about half naked in the wind. Why would I care what they tend to do? I don't like him. Yeah. As, as you look at Penny just scowling, half naked, sitting here <laughs> from her tribe. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody has their place in this world, and you don't want to upset that balance. True, and, but when there's a yeah. fathom pearl on the line, things do get more complicated. I personally have no problem with letting them do whatever they want down there. If they want to subsist off of crab piss, that's up to them. Ooh, but I don't like him. If they are, if we, if they are preventing us from acquiring the Fathom Pearl, then that is a different story. If you have any idea what one of those can do. The Fathom Pearl? Okay. Yes. Well, I, I have a slight idea of what it can do. What, what would be your intention with it? Well, we could do all manner of good with it, but most importantly, we could develop the Vessel of the Seas. Vessel of the Seas? Yes, it's an old item. Uh, Abenlock held one once, many millennia ago, uh, during the Second Sovereign's reign. Uh, during that time, the Vessel of the Seas was a very potent device that could actually calm storms, uh, quell tides, change the very fabric of moon uh, around the coastlines. Oh, to have such an item would prove invaluable for our people here. It controls forces of water. Indeed. Can I make an insight check on his, on that, that he's wanting to use it for that purpose? Yeah. Cool. I can make a degree, so we did. That would be a gross misuse of its abilities. I agree. <laughs> so. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, he seems genuine. Okay. From, yeah, seems genuine. So during this time, while he's talking and being all classist, uh, <laughs> I was wondering... And racist. And racist. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't know what their race is, so it grew me up. He said mostly human. Oh. Hmm? Um, no. Oh, you said was that a different spot you said? He didn't say mostly human, he said... Just a lot of no, He said he didn't care. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really care. He didn't say, unless I accidentally said that, but if, oh, in regards to what race they are. Yeah. Oh, he said anybody that feels like a, a dissident, any dissidents from society, basically. 
can sometimes wind up there or go join the uh, join the group. Well, during this time while he's saying all that stuff, I was curious if um, Safira was like nodding or just kind of scowling or. I would also like to. She, yeah. yeah. One second. Um, Safira is. Go ahead and inside check, real quick. Can I as well? Sure. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. One second. She doesn't appear to be reacting very much at all. She's mostly being very observant, simply watching most of your reactions, actually. Um, yeah. Where it seems to be, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Do you just like? She, you can, you do you. see her eyes kind of like glancing back towards you every so often and like a, like a narrowing of her eyes every so often, but she kind of keeps glancing around between all of you. Uh, best you can see off of this is sort of the opposite with her brother, who is just kind of going on, has a goblet of wine in one hand, has a, a fork full of ham in the other, and is just kind of simultaneously, you know, ranting about the situation down in the claw garden and shoveling food into his face. I, just out of curiosity, has Hallery started eating? Uh, I have my ten minute. Are my ten minutes up? We'll say yeah. Okay. Poison? Nope. Other than the alcohol. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The good kind. You find the good kind of poison. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kaz is starting to get used to your team. You yeah. team, so I'm telling you, eat. I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Smart because you know, things might wanted, happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say. I wanted to say one thing earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, as I'm walking away from Safira and towards the table. Would you let me perception check to see where I think she's going to sit if she does sit and sit next to that spot? It's a long table. I'll go ahead and let you do a perception check. Okay. Oh, I'm so bad today. Uh, seven. No. No. So with a seven, you sit like, I don't know, seems like Midway down that bench on that side seems good. So you're yeah. kind of sitting like about 10 feet away from anybody right yeah. now. Just kind yeah. of like forks in hand. Like, yeah. Making I, eye contact with her every so often. Yep. She doesn't seem to be making any Oh, I'm not me. making any eye contact with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, it, it sounds quite fascinating and I, I'd love to hear more. Uh, but you did ask us of our travels. Um, we were actually, I guess we can talk about this. Frederick Summerall stuff. Oh, are you about to start talking about what we're doing? Uh, like where we're going? We're... Should we not? Uh, I, I think he know. just wants to hear about uh, our octopus. Well, yes, we... <laughs> I'm probably the worst person to talk about the octopus. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we recently did fight the octopus. I mean, Hellry, you, you were quite an octopi. You were quite a combatant in that fight. Please, regale us with your... Combative story. Sure, although I almost got shit mixed. Uh, they uh, they uh, came up out of the water after us, and I uh, grabbed them and uh, uh, pulled one of them up on the deck, and then me <laughs> yes. and nobody held it down while the, everybody just curb stomped the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, tremendous. It's funny. Shortly after we all kind of met up, this one and I ended up in a, in a pit fight together. Uh, we were sitting opposite ends, and they uh, pulled that same trick on me. Thing works like a charm. Yeah. So, 
But then the other one comes up out of the water, grabs the three of us, pulls us in, and starts to drown, uh, dr drag us down into the deep, trying to drown us. <laughs> Many a good sailor's been lost that way in these sure. waters. Yeah, we barely got away. I, I almost bit it. Yeah, I'm starting to hate the water these days. <laughs> Might have helped if you bit it a little bit, huh? <laughs> I do. Repeatedly. Excellent. I bit it a lot. I approve this message. We bit it even more after we cooked it, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which like reminds me. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Laura, take all of this down! He turns and you can see the, the halfling woman furiously scribbling away in her in her book there. We get royalties for that, right? Get a bit of that. <laughs> what are those? Oh, yes. Oh, good, good. Well, a little bit indirectly, but uh, naturally, any stories that make their way about an Abenlock of sufficient ooh, drama, fanfare, as it were, will net all manner of benefits in these parts, so do not hesitate to make sure that all of your tales get written down by a minstrel such as myself. Well, excellent. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a duke. Okay. And I'm quite, uh, my apologies, what is your name? Speaking to the minstrel. Oh, I am Laura Miss Muffin. It is an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Laura Miss Muffin? I'm Laura Mist Muffin. Mist. Mist Muffin. Mist Muffin. Yes. Very good. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, Harry. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> the music got very quiet suddenly. Are you What's kidding uh, me right now, DM? Safira's still not sitting down and eating with everybody? Safira's is watching. And just having your usual breakfast. Okay. Claw cut in half, salted fish, other half of the bear claw. Nice. Very good. Two or three of them. It's a combination of my That's good. It's delicious. You should try it. He takes like two whole bear claws, slaps like three fish between it. With his literal bear claws. That's better than I would have assumed. Mm-hmm. We'll have my cooks make something a little bit more <coughs> sophisticated out of it. <coughs> Very good, though. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. You were telling me. You, so you, you were dragged beneath the surface of the ocean. Right, so uh, he, uh, he pulled us down, and, uh, you know, we kept trying to get away. And uh, every time we did, those tentacles would come back out, wrap around us, just drag us even farther down into the darkness. I had a good idea of how to handle that after the fact, but when you're in the moment, you gotta focus on in the moment. Naturally. So, uh, we just started wailing on him and beat the shit out of him, and, uh, killed him. And then we dragged his, uh, or, uh, uh Sarge here dragged one of his arms up. I was out, I very nearly drowned. Would have, the more for pint size over here. Yep. Why, good. <laughs> well, that's a battle for the ages, if I ever heard one. Oh, sure, it was fantastic. My goodness, and you rid us of these two menacing monstrosities as well. My goodness, yes. And don't forget that we solved the murder. Yep, that's right. Murders. Murders. That's right. You know Cadius, the uh, Savoyan? Oh, yes. Cadius is an interesting one. Heard word of him around. Uh, we tend to stay out of the Savoyan's direct business for the most part, but uh, naturally we make sure Queen is as hospitable as we can for them. Smart. Sensible. Mm. Well, Cadius has been losing people uh, ever since uh, his uh, ship came back into port here. Oh, yes. That's why we were out on the dock investigating. He thought it was some creatures from the deep. Turned out it wasn't them, it was his first mate, that girl Fiora I guess you picked up last night. Oh, that one, yep, I do remember. 
Well, good on you for uh, bringing that. Good on you for solving that particular problem. We mm -hmm. tend to stay, as I said, out of the Savoyans' business. So uh, it was. There's only so much we could do until we had an actual culprit to apprehend. But with someone in hands, no problem. She's going to be rotting in the guardhouse for some time now. So I have a question. Sure. Did Safira react when Fiora was brought up? Perception check. Or insight check, sorry. There we go. Natural 20 and a 4 for a total of 29. Yes. Okay. Um, incidentally, you're doing the, uh, you're doing guidance on like all of your checks basically? Pretty much always got my, got my hand on my, uh, uh, feathers, which I've turned into an earring by this point. Hmm. Okay. We will, anyway. Um, so the, I do, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Anyway, the, uh, you take that, she looks, her eyes narrow a little bit mm -hmm. upon hearing word of this, of the few, of the first mate there. Mm -hmm. um, and, but she doesn't seem to be like any real recognition. Okay. Mostly just kind of natural animosity towards somebody who betrays somebody else is the, is the sense you get. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so we- Dishonorable uh... character, basically. Right. Yeah, so uh, she uh, she attacked a couple of us in the uh, tavern, but we brought her down. Same trick, actually. Same trick with the octopus. Hold her down, beat the shit out of her. <laughs> We're gonna... Safira, let's try that sometime. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, suit yourself. I'll find one. Lorik! Hey, uh, Lorik! You see a large half-orc individual come like... marching in. He's got a big old apron on, um, a big old butcher's cleaver in one hand. Yeah. So, they, uh, they've got this fantastic thing they've been doing. What do you call it? Uh, the ground and pound. That's hilarious. We're going to do that sometime, all right? <laughs> oh. I think you may want to reconsider that particular phrasing, uh, sir. You're right. We'll come up with a different name for when we try it. But we're going to try that. That sounds awesome. Anyway. In our case, it's very deliberate, but you don't want to give the wrong impression. <laughs> That's right. Don't mark that one down. Oh, I wouldn't dream of it. Um, and you, uh, he heads back into the room there. Anyway, fantastic. Oh, given what you've told me today, I have a little request of you. You are strong enough to deal with the octopi and the, the old guardians of our bay. And that means that you are strong enough to potentially turn the tide of a conflict. A conflict such as the one that is down in the Claw Garden is, I should ask, I suppose, where your next, where your next uh, uh, steps lie on your journey. Uh, probably somewhere other than the Claw Garden. Yeah, I mean, we was, we Don't was just... Don't think we decided yet. We were just sort of traveling in this direction. We were just heading south generally. Of course, we, like I said, we'd heard about the troubles in that area, and we were starting to take notice because we didn't want to get in trouble ourselves. Yeah, mm -hmm. Um, Nobody. When Desmond says, probably somewhere other than the claw garden. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually pretty good. <laughs> Insight check to see if he's implying something. Sure. Insight check. Group insight check. Uh, make a persuasion check, Desmond. Uh, are you trying to get something across? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. 
16. Change the, change the thing on that. Skills, persuasion. I got skills. Oh, or 15. Is and I got a knife. Okay. Were you implying something? Go ahead and tell him if it was something you were trying to imply. Uh, yeah, just that we might not want to tell him about the clock art. Right. Okay, cool. Well, go ahead. To be fair, I, I've been kind of held up in studying arcane arts for a while, so uh, my friends here have been taking me around showing me the coast and everywhere, but uh, we're just trying to help do good where we can. Good. Well, that is a very noble endeavor there. Uh, attempting to travel about, to make names for yourselves, is a long and well-respected Abenlock tradition. However, if you are heading south, and you do happen to make your way into the Claw Garden, perhaps you may make your way to Abenlock's encampment and help my, uh, my father and my sister in dealing with this circumstance. Those such as you clearly have enough strength to alter the course of this conflict, and were you to bring the Fathom Pearl to Quain, our town would be forever in your debt. Being able to quell the storms and the tides as they come to us would be incredibly beneficial to our people and would save many lives every year. A gross misuse. Sister. In what way? An object to tame the seas themselves. Yes. I look over at the rest of the group and kind of try to see if they're we... ready to tell the story. I, I want guess. to know what the sister is doing. Okay. She says that about asking us to go help. Okay. It's a 17. Okay. Um, does she look interested in that at all? Is the fact talking about having us go down? Out. Like, she looks at him more so in like a little bit of an <laughs> incredulous way, as if she's surprised that he would be asking a random group of adventurers to go intervene in this conflict. I'm sure, uh, I think, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to impart the message to nobody as well, who I know is, you know, not necessarily the best at picking up on things. <laughs> I'm sure what my friend said was, uh, a clever man like you. Uh, could surely think of something to do with the Fathom Pearl. I mean, imagine what such a gift could earn your clan if placed in the hands of the Sovereign. Well, certainly, but I'm far more inclined to use it to protect my people in this case. We have been beset far too long by these storms and these tides. It's made trade very difficult. It's made fishing all but impossible. And we have been struggling for nearly two centuries now to eke out a life here. As you can see, our people are strong. They are durable. They survive the harshest of conditions, but even they have their limits. And, Sorry, go ahead. and the Fathom Pearl will give us a device to be able to grow, to prosper, to give to our people that which they deserve. I had no and, idea. of course, it brings great honor to our family in the eyes of the Sovereign as well to be so well-regarded amongst our people. They create songs, they create stories and tales of that which the Rosewells have given them and that the Rosewells have accomplished. <laughs> and those kinds of tales do, do pull influence. Excuse me, I misspoke. A fantastic use, of course. Ah, a completely understandable slip of the tongue. Yes. Mm. 
I had no idea that the Phantom Pearl was so powerful that it could accomplish such mighty things. Do you know any other stories about other Phantom Pearls, how they get used, that sort of thing? Well, most Phantom Pearls, unfortunately, have made their hand way into the hands of Vesic, uh, classically. Vesic, I did not know that. They are jealous in regards to magical artifacts. And those of you watching Sephira, which does seem like quite a few of you, notice that she like, has a tightening around her like jaw. Vesic does not like to share, especially when it comes to magical artifacts. Uh, the Runda believe that they have the divine right to any and all magical things to be brought down into the depths of the sands, into their blind vault. But we prefer to use them on behalf of our people, on behalf of our champions. The last Fathom Pearl that Abenlock was able to acquire was used to create a sail, a mast, to create the fastest vessel in all the land, to travel into the heart of moon and return once more to bring back word of what lies further within. Nobody's eyes just light up. Somebody say <laughs> boat. Boat. <laughs> uh, boat. boat. Big boat. boat. Fast boat. Big bada boat. Um, it could be. <laughs> that vessel itself changed the course of history until it was lost some three decades ago. Mm. Where? <laughs> well, last we had heard of it, it was uh, being traveled not far from here, um, out past Lander, which is a uh, which is a town on an island some fifty or so miles off the coast from where you're at. It's actually directly out from Quain, um, which makes it also a fairly beneficial stop for traders and whatnot. But again, that was about 30 years ago. Uh, must We assume it must have gone down out there. And no one has seen it since. No one has seen it since. Hmm. Hmm. That I have heard of anyway. <laughs> well, and uh, what's the place that, uh, uh, not Vivek. Uh, Vesic, Vesic. <laughs> and Vesic. For what purpose do they hoard these treasures? Well, I don't claim to know the mind of the Runda. They are secretive at best. Then at best, However, what do they claim? Well, they claim divine rights to all magic. They worship some primordial elemental, supposedly a creature in the depths of the in the depths of the uh, in the depths of the rift of the scar of the tear that is a culmination of elementals of all varieties. A creature of pure wild magic that can open, open rifts into realms where it pleases and alter the very flow of nature itself. And they, supposedly, have found a connection to it. Roll history check. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was gonna do. Uh -huh. Oh, no. Interesting. Or, or, kind of news to you actually. You don't, like you. You've mostly dealt with the trade aspects of Vesic before, but in terms of what the Runda themselves believe, this is part of what you're actually leaving to learn about. Is this is much more interesting to you than the economics of it? Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of exciting. I know. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a history check. Okay. 
Sure. Please, God, or something. I mean, don't I just know, though? Nope. Okay. The Runda are super secretive. Nope. Four. Uh, wow. I, wow. Can I... Well, gonna just try this. Add a proficiency have, to it. Okay. It's... it's uh, six. <laughs> can I... Can I... Damn. All right. My history is... Uh, can yeah. I have advantage because of all the people I've banged? <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna give him that, what? Can I get advantage because of because me? of all of the very wealthy, powerful people in that city who would partake of? No, 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 no. This is why you're getting a role in the first place. Okay, on this. Got it. Oh, you live right, there and you've had. Yeah. I was just trying. I was just trying. Yeah. Got to plead my case. I'll give you proficiency. I don't tend. I prefer to give proficiency in circumstances like this okay. because it means you had some degree of skill, which you uh, have because yeah. of your background. But if I'm adding proficiency, it's a seven. The seven. <laughs> Sorry, but just on the off chance, you know. Nope. This oh, is, that was a bad one to suck. This is new to you. I will say you both know that the Runda are very oriented around hoarding magical knowledge. Yeah. That is a big one, and they are. <sighs> Wizards, sorcerers, magic users. You're not really sure of what variety, but they do that. And yeah. In, any merchant tales I know of, or do I know anything about? All right, I'll let you roll. I'll let you roll a history check. And just to clarify, I only wanted to know the name of the beam. Oh sure. Um, okay. Sorry. All right. That roll. Twelve. Interesting. Okay. Twelve. I will say is enough that you would know that the being in question that they're speaking of is known as Delume. It is a, uh, again, according, according to what you're learning now, a primordial elemental that exists um, beneath the tear. Um, what would be the chances that uh, Vesic actually captured your ship and hoarded it away for the magic it contained? <laughs> Wouldn't put it past them, to be honest. Well, Though, I can't imagine what they would have to use it for down in the deserts. Suppose they could put it on one of their oases and go on a pleasure cruise, but we would have they, definitely heard about it by now. You said they hoard the magic, though. They might have just taken it and put it away somewhere. In the blind vault. Yes. Or wherever he called it. Blind vault? Such a discovery would change the dynamic of the great cities forever. It was a ship that was faster than any other vessel on moon. It could survive the southwestern typhoons. It could travel into the deep water elemental plane. It could... The possibilities of such a vessel are endless. It's practically unsinkable from what the stories tell. Boy. And out of just idle curiosity, if, if we in fact... Dis we need to discuss this as a group, of course, and what our next actions are. Uh, but if we do decide to take you up on this offer, um, I'm imagining there'd be some kind of compensation for this work. Yeah, no. Oh, that, <laughs> apologies, I was getting to that. Oh, it's quite right. Absolutely. If you were to bring the Fathom Pearl back to us and deliver it to the Rosewell family, then naturally your compensation would be hefty in terms of gold. We would have several magic items to give to you. And you would have an alliance with the Rosewell family for any uh, particular endeavors that you're trying to accomplish going forward. Yeah, we like would, such an item would change the course of history for our family. In fact, 
given what it could be capable of, I could even foresee we construct a keep for you. A location of your own to begin to develop and uh, build your own legends. I want to inside check that. Alright. That's going to be a seven. I have no idea whether or not he's... Can't get a good read on it. Can I incite Sephira's reaction to him saying that? Sure. <laughs> 21. She's pissed. Ooh! You can see her face has gone like red, which, you know, she's still got this like... Mm -hmm. Wow. You can hear like this slow exhale from her, a little bit like a growl in the back of her throat. Hmm. But he's completely oblivious to that. It's like when a dog does not realize that a cat's about to jump on her back. Well, we, um, we have a few things kind of cooking right now. Um, if Where? we do, <laughs> if we do, if, if we do decide to take you up on this offer, uh, uh, is there a letter that we can have to show to your father of our intent to help, or would you prefer we just come back here and let you know? I can absolutely uh, send you off with a letter. A note of introduction would do wonders for making sure that my father uh, welcomes you with open arms and prepares you for the coming confrontation. Yeah, it's a delicate matter down there, and any uh, additional support could certainly be of assistance. Of course, and we would want to be uh, proper allies. We wouldn't want to be seen upon as enemies or possible spies. So. Of course. Absolutely. Well, I will have a, I will have a letter made up for you by the end of breakfast. Uh, uh, well, we don't necessarily know that we're going to do it. we got to yeah, talk about we it we as a group. Yes, but, we need to discuss it. But all right. in case we decide to do it, maybe the letter would be good to have so we can Haste. And was it said, uh, we learned earlier that Sir Gelweir is the one in the Claw Garden looking for, is that his father? Was mm -hmm. that, that's been said? Okay. Mm -hmm. What was it, Sir what? Sir Gelweir. Yes, Sir Gelweir, and uh, also uh, make sure to give my regards to Sir Simone. Uh, Sir Simone. She is uh, very dear to me, my little sister, and uh, I do hope she's doing well there. She's... <laughs> given to, uh, well, she's given to bouts of fancy. We'll go with that. All right. Well, if we uh, if we do decide to head that way, whether or not we take you up on your very generous offer, we shall certainly pass your regards along to your family. Of course. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, um, do you have further uh, any further questions about that so that I can? Uh, Illuminate for you. We're, I don't want to be rude, bring up money at the table, but, um... promised compensation. Joffrey mentioned that there might be a possible, or possibility of compensation for us clearing <clears throat> up the whole octopus deal. Oh. Yes, the, the dog oh. master Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned no, that is a good point. He well, actually passed your name on to us since we're new in town, and he didn't promise anything, but uh, he said it would, would not hurt to ask. So. I think that is more than fair. Uh, give me one moment, and um, he's going to stand up and go over and whisper to Safira, and she's going to kind of turn. Mm. She said bananas. Understood. <laughs> and then she's going to disappear, and he's going to head back uh, and sit down in front of you. All right. 
We have an interesting item for you that I think you will uh, find more than helpful for your coming endeavors. Uh, one moment, everybody, while the DM gets his shit together. Okay, I'm just going to scratch a quick note. Marking up their table. No, he's. Oh, they're writing a note. Right under the table. Uh, your brother seems just one ferret claw. But Edwin writes a note and is going to wait for Superior to come back and try to slip it to her. Ooh. Okay, sure. Uh, Saphira returns, um, bearing what looks to be a finely wrought wooden staff, um, worked all up and down with kind of these leaf-like patterns and sort of looks to be seaweed elements there, uh, capped at both ends with what looks to be these kind of enormous pearls. Um, She holds it up. I believe this will be an adequate compensation for your efforts. This is going to be a plus one quarterstaff magical item here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to hand it over to your party. Sorry, oh, but I hate them so much. <laughs> I'm so torn. You do? I use shillelagh a lot, and that would oh, affect that as well. Plus one. Well, I'll, 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 I'll see that for now. I think that worked quite well for you. I am not much of a frontline fighter, if I'm honest. Thank you. I've actually been practicing and firing quite further away. Yeah. Okay, looks like a choice selection of wood there. <laughs> That's a nice wood you got there. <laughs> yes, it was a piece of driftwood that came down from the far north. It traveled all the way into Moon and back out again on various ancient currents, and it seems to have absorbed a little bit of the uh, atmosphere there. Um, we found the the pearls themselves, though obviously not fathom pearls, did come from. A large shellfish down in the claw garden, which we managed to harvest and uh, acquire these particular specimens from. A rather nice piece, if I do say so myself. Uh, it's been in our family's armory for, for several generations, well, not generations, several decades. That beautiful. Lord Claw, who is that? From the claw garden? Yeah, but you said it was from who? Shellfish down there. Lord Shellfish. Oh, just from just, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> yes. Lord Shellfish. Oh, it is oh, Lord it is. Shellfish. <laughs> it is now. That's who made it. I didn't, I didn't go to evil nobility school to be called Mr. Shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely coming up later. Um, I'm Lord Shellfish. <laughs> With my magical clockings. Hey, was that Edlin? I'm just going to try and drop a note into the right. Pocket. Uh, you're just trying to, you're not giving it to her, you're trying to sneak it into her? I'm just, whoa, I can try and <laughs> hand it to her or I can try and drop it into her pocket. Which one are you doing? It depends on how much attention everyone is paying to me. Uh, I mean, everyone's watching her walk up with the staff, so... I after she, I was thinking while she was handing over the staff, I could just slip it into her pocket. Oh, like where everyone's, everyone's kind of looking at the staff? While everyone's watching okay, the staff. Okay, then you're doing sleight of hand. Right. Thirteen plus six is a nineteen. Hey, jeez. Okay. Yeah. As your hand is like going for her pocket, there's just like whoosh. Oh. And she's got your wrist, and she kind of turns and looks at you. I was just holding out a piece of paper, so. She takes the piece of paper, lets your wrist go. Mm-hmm. It's not 
Okay. And what are you? And what's on the piece of paper? <laughs> the piece of paper you says, says uh, your brother seems rather enthusiastic about this, but you seem somewhat less so. Would you rather that we passed? Please. Inside check. Are you distraught? Yeah. Okay. It was just a, a question of because she didn't seem as happy about it. So, and my insight is four, so I have no idea. <laughs> oh shit. Completely. Oh no, no, my insight will be nine because I get a minimum of an eight on insight check. <laughs> Since I'm inquisitive. Uh, that's only uh, to see if they're lying. Oh, all right, never mind. It's a four. Okay. And I don't Her face is just like stone. You can't get a good read on it. Um, okay. That was and it. she proceeds back to the uh, proceeds back to the column there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, roll like roll a roll. perception check real quick. There you go. Of course, uh, 19. Okay, as she oh, walks- no, I'm sorry, that's an 18 out of 16, it's 21. Oh, damn, okay. Um, you catch a flicker of movement as she's walking back, and your pocket feels different. Oh, mm-hmm. she's real good. And you reach in and you pull out a note. Which I will read stealthily when I have a chance. Okay, sounds good. We'll do that in a little bit here. Sorry, somebody else had something to say here. Um, I would like to, uh, approach, uh, Larian and, uh, say, Hey, you want to see one of the scars I got in the fight? <laughs> Always! <laughs> Check this out! And I'll sort of draw back my sleeve a little bit and show on my bicep where a scar has just, like, cut through the tattoo sleeve and everything like wow. that. Yeah! Fucker bit me! I didn't even know they had, like, beaks down there until I felt it bite oh, in my yes. skin. Oh, mm-hmm. yes! Yep. That's cool, right? I had one wrapped around my bicep once. Uh, only, could only get about halfway around, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you got some chunk on you. Yeah, like what that. can I say? <laughs> Bounces. <laughs> Clap him on the shoulder, and then I'm going to approach uh, Safira. Okay. And I'm going to say, uh, it's not too much trouble. I got to drop the kids off at the pool. And, uh, <laughs> and I'd like a private word. Could you show me where I could do that? Okay, roll stealth check to see how well you say that little bit there. Uh, arguing my case again, could it be performance? Because again, that whole like thing with Larian was to sort of like get him off guard so he's not paying attention to that. You're trying to be subtle here, bud. Okay. So right. I'm gonna say right. Hellry isn't always good at stuff. However, I will let you make this with charisma instead of with dexterity. Thank you. 20. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you're pretty subtle, actually. Okay. And she, her eyes kind of... And she turns and motions for you to follow. Um, she leads you uh, around out uh, into a sort of... And the rest of you see, the, see them leaving as well. Okay. I guess we're done here. Well, there goes another Should we come back in like half an hour? Get how we're here? What? Well, let's... Let, yeah, I'm let's... going to have another sandwich. Okay. Edlund <laughs> tucks into another sandwich. Saras, are you doing anything during this, by the way? Oh, uh, no, actually, I'm just... He's eating. He's I'm, I'm eating. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Okay. It's very hot. Time. <laughs> it's been 30 minutes since breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. full then, I'm getting more full now. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And Desmond, you had something there? Oh, I was just getting more food as well. Nice. Okay. So, people are tucking in, re-engaging with the meal. 
Saphira leads you through a series of hallways uh, around into what looks to be a bathhouse area where you can see uh, it's these large kind of wooden uh, barrel-like uh, hot tub situations um, all around um, kind of lined up. There's about six in this room. You can see that there's a couple of folks actually in the baths at this time uh, just kind of soaking and oh, there's water steaming. And from above, you can see where there are little hatches that you look like you can pull to drop in more hot water. Um, where she leads you through a side door out to a uh, sort of, it's not all the way outside, but it's under more of a covered area with a series of, um, with a series of, you know, shitters along the outside of the, along the outside of the manor there. Okay. And she kind of turns towards you, arms crossed. Uh, so, uh, meaning no offense, but, uh, your brother... Seems like the kind of guy who enjoys being observed, and you seem like the kind of gal who enjoys observing. And of the two, I find it more advantageous and more beneficial to both parties to deal with the latter. What do you think about his offer? You didn't seem very happy with it. Hmm. Persuasion, Jack. Twenty-two. Wow. <laughs> You're clearly more observant than you tend to let on. I get that a lot. <laughs> well, the situation in the Claw Garden is far more tenuous than my brother believes it to be. Mm-hmm. The outcome of events there could very well precipitate further conflicts between Vesic and Abenlock. This is an age-old competition between the two nations for control over the Fathom Pearls, but never before have tensions been this high to begin with. Personally, I think that the longer the two just simply stay in stalemates and unable to act, the less likely either one will be to be able to acquire the Fathom Pearl for themselves in the end anyway. The elements in the Claw Garden are harsh, as are its natives. The... one moment here. The Portantir, as my brother so aptly forgot to name them, are far more sophisticated than he tends to believe them to be. Not a very high bar. He has his strengths, and I have mine. Mm-hmm. However, the Portantir are not to be underestimated. They have powerful shamans among their number, and their warriors are very well disciplined, beyond what one would assume. To survive these kinds of elements takes a special kind of grit. One that I personally admire. However, you intervening in these events may very well destabilize the entire tenuous balance that has been held there. If no intervening factor were to appear from Vesic or Abenlock, then most likely both parties would be forced to retreat, unable to actually attempt to defeat the, the Scuttlekin and their hive. Personally, I think that that is for the best. 
So I've been thinking along those lines myself. I'm gonna lay my cards out on the table here real quick. We head into the Claw Garden, we want the Fathom Pearl. If that were to happen, and if it did not end up with either side, it seems to me that they might both retreat, and they might both retreat sooner than if we just waited for them to both be worn down. Less life lost on either side, that seems good to me. I'm not as educated in these matters as someone like yourself. So what do you think? I think you're risking a lot for an item which will inevitably make you the target of many, many powerful forces on, in this land. Why? For starters, I already got powerful enemies. They've been after me a while now. What's one more? For another, I don't think we'd hold on to it very long. I think we'd find a good use for it. I'd just rather that that use didn't lead to more of a war and more of a fight between both of the places that I've called home. Hmm. I think if the Pearl were to disappear from beneath both nations' clutches, that would certainly de-escalate the situation. Knowing, of course, that whoever attempted to make war upon the Scuttlekin by themselves would need vast power at their disposal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are robust, but I do not know that you are quite strong enough to deal with what lies in wait there. My father and my sister both are held at bay as well. And if either party were to see you, witness you making assault upon the Scuttlekin, it may actually precipitate a move from both parties at once, which could spiral further into chaos. However, if the Pearl were to disappear, it may perhaps be for the best for everyone. Of course, if you were to be found, and it were to become known that you are the holder of the Pearl, both Abenlock and Vesic may be equally motivated to deal with you or destroy you. That, it is, that is a decision which you must weigh carefully. And that is why this circumstance is far more tenuous than my brother tends to believe it to be. I see that. Well, no firm decisions have been made. We have a lot of thinking to do as a group. I appreciate the information. I hope that what I have said is at least somewhat helpful in return. Know that I will be watching your exploits carefully. There's something about you and there's something you're not telling me, but I'm used to that. Hmm. All right. So. I could tell you more. Maybe over a drink? <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yes, Hallery. Get it. Yes. One more persuasion check. You got this. Come on. I don't have luck yet. Somebody kiss it. <laughs> yes. One. 
20. One gun. 19. <laughs> she kind of cocks an eyebrow. <laughs> Meet me in my chambers in about three hours. We'll discuss this further. Real new. It's a long time to get ready. <laughs> and she turns and walks away. Okay. I'll drop the kids off at the pool and make my way back. While you're away, can I ask uh, Larian some questions? Yes. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and zoop back over to the, okay. to the main feasting hall there. He's currently got like an entire, he's got like an entire ham in one hand and there's <laughs> I pulled its head right off its body. Here, Matt, they're not held on as hard as you would think they are. It's quite interesting, and I've, I've heard tales of your might before. The, the drawings outside of when you fought at uh, Lake Ellenrear. Uh, Lake Ellenrear, yes. Yeah, yes. I, it was, I've always been an educated man of myself, always reading tales. Um, I, this, this is an honor for me to meet an individual like yourself. <laughs> well, the honor is all mine, my friend. It's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting week for me. At first, I, I've met you, which is great, and I met another gentleman, uh, Frederick Summerwall. Uh, I've heard his tales. Have you heard of him? Frednick. Frednick Summerwall. Have you heard of this individual? I've read tales about him. His demeanor kind of changes at hearing this. He kind of, like, sits back. Gets a napkin, wipes off his, his mustache. That's what I was looking for. Yes, I've, I've, I've read tales of his involvement with some heroic acts and stories, and anytime I can meet a, a hero from tales I've read as a, a young tiefling, it's always a good day for me. Frednick is an interesting one. While it's true that Heroism tends to follow him. What? <laughs> I said heroin too. <laughs> He's got a problem. <laughs> That's probably the least of his issues. The... Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Continue. You need to help him. Oh. New quest. Frednick, are you okay? Frednick Jesus. is often known as the Crimson Goblin. Where he travels. Sorry. Okay. And why is that? <laughs> All right. Where? <laughs> where, story... <laughs> where stories of him appear, naturally, misfortune has followed. Heroism only comes from great destruction. It comes from those who have risen above and managed to defeat great evils and great catastrophe. Stories of Frednick have not always been followed by heroism, if you catch my drift. There have been calamities, entire towns wiped off the face of Anor. Uh, great carnage, wars, battles conducted with tales of the Crimson Dwarf the Crimson Goblin, apologies, uh, following in their footsteps. 
many times, this has given rise to those who have made their way into song and legend. Other times, there have simply been body counts. Is this something that I have actually heard about? Like, that this is a reputation that also follows him? You mostly heard about him in terms of, we, we rolled for this before, so right. I'll tell you like what you knew from before. Okay, you so mostly this, heard about this him is in, like new information. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is stuff you have heard of Frednick Summerwald in the context of heroes being born, and you've also heard of the Crimson Goblin, okay. this character that has appeared as sort of a bad omen, mm -hmm. but this is the first time you're hearing them actually put together. Okay. As one person that is seemingly, at least according to Larian, uh, one and the same. Okay. You say you've met Summerwold. In brief passing, uh, I was at a bookstore buying some books and he was nearby. And I mean, there's many heroes I wish to meet. Perception check. Very naughty to me, so. <laughs> Flying oh. I don't think you're telling me everything. What relationship do you have with Frednick Summerwold? Uh, just in passing, meeting him, uh, shared a drink, told stories, and I asked questions about his past. There's many individuals I wish to still meet. I'm reading a book right now about a, a thieving half-orc who steals cheese wheels. <laughs> I hope to meet this individual one day. Hmm. Well, take it from me. Be careful with how you deal with that one. I will. This is actually new, new information to me. I appreciate you, your guidance in this matter. Hmm. Yes. But He's a bit of an enigma. Certainly, many great stories have come from encounters with him, but be careful. I will. I greatly appreciate that. I, I for one, am not wanting to get in any trouble. I'm just trying to see the land for once. Well, fair enough. A noble enough pursuit. Uh, again, you've heard my, you've heard what I have to say on the matter. Of course. If uh, you hear word of him again, I would be curious to hear what he is up to. I'll keep that in mind. Um, uh, on, on a better note, is there any other heroes that you know of in the area that I could meet? Uh, champions of combat or those who've created good in the world? Uh, like I said, I'm just traveling the world to see it. And well, there I, are. And I do kind of pull out my bag and I pull out like a few tomes that I've been carrying of just. You know, fantasy adventures. Heroic tales. Spend some time in Relgar, my friend. Relgar. The Urum Knights are the most heroic group of people you can ask for in any in any part of Onor. We have a sense of honor, justice, and dignity. We are bound by a code to our people, and we are equally laden with tales and adventures to impart upon you. I, I think that might be our next destination. I love a good tale of your heroes. Excellent. And speak with the minstrels. Yes. Minstrels always have a little something to tell. I've, I've, I've found that actually recently. It's quite, it's quite nice. Wonderful. I'm sorry, there were others who had something, had questions? Yes, but specifically why the Crimson Goblin? 
because it's he's red and he's small. Ah. Good. One would assume. Well, obviously goblins are creatures vile, repugnant things, and they are bound to cause mischief and havoc wherever they travel. So, mm. of course, they're not usually red. So, most know that most are fairly. Uh, most know that Summerwald is a fire ganasi, but yeah, we hate to. It's to besmirch the name of all fire Ganassi, some of whom are quite good, decent people. And Summerwald himself, well, Crimson Goblin has a much more dramatic flair to it. I see. Well. I'm sorry. Is it a Spider-Man villain or something? <laughs> is that why he's trying to out? Because I'm sitting here like, why oh is God. this so funny? Hey, <laughs> it's just, hey girl. Can I show you my Crimson Goblin? <laughs> That's why. I mean, what? You might want to get that looked at. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, it's worse than Purple Snake. This is I, mean, I told you that in confidence, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sent it to the internet. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> Snake, it's a python. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Okay. Um, sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one at the table, but that's why I lost. It. I mean, I was thinking the other thing. <laughs> like a spider. Like yeah. I mean, I, I was. I, I said it, and I'm like, that does sound a little like whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's the green one. Okay. Yeah. The green goblin. The hobgoblin. Oh, if it's green, you gotta get that checked out. I think if it's red, you do too. Yeah, see? I'm original. There you go. Totally original. <laughs> all the way through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Actually, I'm not original. There is a back. There is an actual uh, folklore thing about that that I can tell you guys about off camera. Oh, cool. Maybe I'll do a post about. I'll do a post about at some point uh, on the Facebook page. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. I'll put it in Discord. Mm -hmm. Um, which is where I accidentally said Crimson Dwarf from, but I'm not uh, using the term dwarf because that could be mean. Anyway, so, um... Well, it, I hate to eat this fine meal and take off, but it might, we might need to be getting going here, um, before yes. Star Morses. Well, we naturally, do you want the, do you want this letter of introduction? Yes, if you don't mind, just so that way if we're, and maybe if you have any personal letters I, for us to give to then, them as well, so if we're in the area. Then you will assist. Uh, we need to discuss it first before we go. We should probably hmm. discuss it before we get letters, because yes. if we're not going there, then we won't need them. Indeed. Yes. Well, I hesitate to give out a letter of introduction for those who will not be assisting our family go anyway. Go ahead and hang on to it, and if we decide to do it, we'll come back for it. Fair enough. I will hold on to it for the remainder of this day, and if you are so inclined, return here and I will give you the letter. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Everyone? Any Here. further questions? I would like to know what my note says. Right. So taking a look at the note, um, she says, uh, meet me in two hours along the coastline. Very well. Mine says an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mine says different. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. On guard. Mine says make China. <laughs> Alright, so you finish up your meal and you start to head back out? Uh, as we make our way out, can I uh, try and get a quick moment with Miss Mist Muffin? If I can say that five times fast. Yes, you may get a moment with more uh, Miss Muffin. Just like really quickly, um, that, that, 
sonnet or song you're going to write about us in the octopi. Oh, yes. I want to take out five gold and I want to hand it to her. Leave me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. If you say so, um, well, anywho. <laughs> and I'll take my leave. I think I can get why. Anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're good. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I love it. Which song? They're going to write a song about us. Uh, yeah, about which event? The octopus. The octopus, right. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, very humble, aren't you? Well, sure. <laughs> oh, far be it for me to turn it. down bribery. Um, bye, bye, ancient octopus. That would be great. Yes. You know what? That's where we're going to call it for today, everybody. On bye, bye, Mr. Octopi. We are at four o'clock. So, um, great job today, one and all. Yeah. We will get to some conversations with Safira next time. Nice. Uh, we will figure out where exactly we are heading next time and whether you will decide to take on this contract. We have some yeah. discussing to do, and I'm sure you all could stand to do a little thinking and soul searching on the subject. Absolutely. Yep. So, Absolutely. I think we should conversation. So we're going to call it. <laughs> Thank we're you so much. All week, aren't we? <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody, Woo. and we will be back live again one week from today 1 p.m. on Sunday uh, crafting is still on hold I believe Garrett yep. right for the time being yep. okay we'll be back to that eventually here soon too but uh, in the meantime we will be posting on Thursday on our YouTube channel with uh, our stream today so anything you may have missed or anything you want to uh, relive feel free to go check that out pop it on and leave us a like please that would really yeah. mean a lot and really help us to get this out to more and more people over time so um, yeah y'all have a great rest of your week and uh, thanks again Bye. this is Panelan, and if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review on iTunes Spotify or your podcast app of choice and if you can we would greatly appreciate a subscription or donation of any kind on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash nat20proof. Thanks for listening.